Circle, everybody. Lost Boys Cypher Circle is back in session. It is my birthday. This is the birthday bash. What's up, y'all? First of all, I want to show y'all our new backdrop. This is a birthday present from my girlfriend. Uh, it's pretty dope. Um, as usual, guys, um, before we get the show started, I'm going to take a second and uh, talk about mental health, show you guys, share a couple resources with you guys. Um, as always, we got BetterHelp. Uh, you can go find a therapist um, in under 48 hours. It's very cheap therapy, uh, one of the cheapest that I've seen in the country. Um, and then there's the 988 hotline. Um, but I just wanted to get that out there real quick. We're going to try to keep this chill and upbeat. And there might be some dark, depressing shit. We'll get we'll get to that. But uh, we'll, we're going to have a we're going to have a chill night tonight. But tonight we're going to do shit a little different. So usually. It's just me asking the questions, giving my feedback, uh, interviewing the artist. Tonight, however, after each poem, I'm going to bring all the artists up. And we got a lot of them. We got eight artists coming out tonight. And they're all some of you guys' favorites and some of my personal favorites. And we got one new artist coming up here that I'm really excited for. I'll, I'll save him till the end. That's that's a secret. But uh, like I was saying, after, after each poem, I'm going to bring everybody up and we're going to do a little Q and a, um, and so everybody can give their feedback. Everybody can ask questions. And, uh, I'm also going to be performing tonight and letting the artists who I brought on tonight, ask me questions, uh, about my poems and, and stuff like that. So, um, first of all, we're going to just introduce all the artists, get that out of the way. Um, and, um, just play their flyers real quick. So first up, uh, we got skedaddle. Here's your flyer guys. <laughs> All right, guys, so make sure y'all go check out her social medias. You saw them up there on the screen. I'll play it again at the end of the show. Um, next up, we got Uno. Let's play his fire so real Wonder quick. Wonder Woman, in her eyes, her heart, and soul, there's a fire, a burning passion and desire, breaking free from the change, shattering all those constraints. She is strong. She's fierce, a force to be reckoned with, no fear. She stands tall with her head held high. With every step, she defies every lie. She is the embodiment of power, a symbol of strength that towers above those who seek to bring her down. She wears her crown with an unwavering frown. She's a warrior, a fighter, a beacon of hope and a rescuer. She fights for justice and equality. She stands out against every misogyny and as Trinity, Mama Guy. She is the essence of grace, the true epitome of beauty. Her strength lies in her heart, her power and unbreakable spirit. She is a force to be reckoned with, 
a true inspiration, a gift. She is what a wonder woman in all her glory. His story that will live on in history. Um, I don't know if I, I might've been muted for a second there. Hold on. Make sure you guys go check out his website. Um, he's got a couple new projects going on right now. Uh, I'm sure we'll get to that and we'll talk about that soon. Um, our third artist is a throwback feature artist that you guys have voted for. Robin. Play the thing. I jam to that shit every time. Uh, yo, so uh, make sure you guys go check her out. She's a Reiki healer. She's got a Reiki studio. Um, we'll talk about that in a little bit. Uh, next up, another feature artist you guys have voted for. The girl behind the mask, Beelzebub. Some days I'm confused if this is a museum or a battleground. If I'm standing in depressing morn, staring at a display case of my own misery. Or if I'm still holding the gun, trying not to be the next one down. There are many parts of me I will never meet or be again. The little girls who lie dead, futilely clutching toys and guns from their unfortunate attempt to fight. The ones of me missing still, gone to some amnesia and shadowed by the monsters that are my agony and rage. The ones held prisoner, either by myself or the tongue-licked lip smirks of monsters. Is this display case screaming for me? Or have I missed the exploding shell that has landed against another part of me? I know I will be the last one standing. I can see that. The fact is still not help me know if this is here and now or there and then. I write this, I sing this, I breathe this for nothing else but them. The fallen, the prisoners, the missing and their memorabilia. We're gonna figure it out. Don't worry. We're gonna figure it out. We're gonna keep pushing through these technical difficulties. Uh, make sure you guys go check her out on Instagram. She's got two books out on Amazon right now. Um, the next artist coming up is our third and I believe final feature artist that we have on tonight, Laura Lynn. What poetry means to me. I like to bring my words to life at night while I'm lying in bed. It's where I intensely express with a magical finesse all the emotions that run through my head. And sometimes I find it real easy to express and address my thoughts. And other times I'll try for a rhyme, get stuck in a spot with a word I forgot and start over a hundred times. I choose powerful words designed to sound attractive. And then I insert them in spaces beside beautiful phrases and I smile at all the reactions. For me, putting pen to paper releases a chemical form of expression. It motivates me and it captivates you and it lightens the weight of depression. 
I tell a story of my success, my failures, and my rejections, and then I hide them in a little app on my phone with a password for my protection. And when I'm ready to confide in the world just exactly what needs to be, I post it to a crowd with a message out loud and I call it my poetry. To her on YouTube and follow her social medias. Um, next one up is um, August. Y'all have seen her Pour before. Pour your words into me. Lies of love and care. Words of bitterness and hate. Words of judgment and cruelty. Words released from unfiltered anger. Then follow it with fake apologies. And watch as my poison starts to crack at the edges. Watch as I crack and continue to pour your hate into me. Whenever I crumble and break, toss me out and buy a cup made of polycarbonate. For maybe that won't break so easily. My mic, keep, my mic keeps getting muted after I play the flyer, so I gotta wait a second. Um, uh, make sure y'all go check her out um, on Facebook, I believe. And um, we'll, we'll talk to her in a few minutes as well. Um, he's not coming on till later tonight. Um, around nine o'clock because this is a four hour special. Um, but show you guys my man Caleb Flyer oh, real quick. My words fly out chromatic, make you fall and go static, make you stop and go rabbit. Turn that shit to a habit so much you can't tap in. I'll be running around, you taking laps in. The facts are in, I'm taking sips of gin to motivate the pin to rotate when the dictate and singe. And obliterate facts back to back like a roundabout, the cold facts around. I'll expose what I'm used to. My alphabet's like building blocks too simple for me to use. Immature literature, I'll capture then reiterate vile amateurs with a mile looking tests in my head. What voice do you use? Makes my spin turn vicious. What comes out in thick distrust? Choices, not voices. My poison dove, I bet turns your face green. Not insane, what's obscene? You can't escape when it comes to me. I go hard on a beat, you bob your head to me. Later tonight, a kid spits bars upon bars upon bars. I can't wait to hear it. I can't wait to fucking hear it later tonight. He, dude, he was, he was in the video driving while he was spitting those bars, man. Hell yeah. Um, and last, but certainly, certainly not least. Our newest guest to the show, my brother, the oldest of the Lawler boys. Let's play his fly, guys. Brendan Lawler! All right, guys. So that's that's all of our guests tonight. They're all gonna do uh, at least uh, one or two poems for us, and uh, it should be a good show. So without further ado, I'm gonna bring our first artist up here. That is Skedaddle, and uh, see what she's got for us tonight. Um, here we go. Hey, how you doing? Oh, howdy, howdy. What's up? Love the dream. You look tired. Ah, I still have COVID, so yeah. Damn, that sucks. Well, I hope you power through it. Um, you power through it. Thanks for coming on, anyway. No problem, man. I I have enough energy. It's just struggling. Yeah, I feel I feel you. I feel you. Well, hopefully, uh, 
after this, you can get get some rest. Uh, I oh, did. I, I had a long day too. I went on a I went on a hike and uh, got lost in the woods and <laughs> it was a whole thing. So <laughs> golf class. What's the golf uh, class. so? What are you What are you going to be sharing with us tonight? Because you sent you sent me a few things. Uh, I don't know what you wanted to do first. Uh, I sent them in the order I want to present them. The first one's nostalgia. The the kid on the tire swing. All right. Okay. Cool. Yeah. 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 All right. Uh, so hold on. Let me. Oh wait, no. Yep, that's the one. Oh, that's that's it. Yep. yep. Okay. All right. So um, yeah. It's you wanna you wanna talk about it a little bit. Um. So I got my great aunt has a tire swing at her house. That was like one of my favorite things in the world. And for some reason, I just got a random flashback of, like, swinging on it. And that's where this came from. And I I just wish I could go back to those days. So it's kind of like a nostalgic feeling. That's where it's got, it name, got its name. Yeah, I, I feel that. I mean, that's that's something that, like, I it's like sort of you see those, like, sights or sounds that, like, kind of remind you of, like, just your childhood and kind of, like, it just brings you back there. It, it does capture that. Um, so, do you want to uh, you want to hear what everybody else has to say about it? Yeah. Let's see. Uh, who would like to ask battle about her peace first? All right, I got everybody up on here now, I believe. Does anybody have um, questions or comments for Skedaddle? They would like to share. Uh, okay. What meeting do you right, you're, you're muted. I'm mute you. What? What? There you go. Um, I just wanted to say like that the artwork is beautiful. I love like the different colors and like kind of like nostalgic colors that you add with it. Thank um, you. And the, like it's it's just a really beautiful piece of art. I don't think I have any questions. <laughs> Thank you. I had a question. Which question? Uh, what medium do you use? Are you primarily digital artist, or do you uh, do like uh, physical mediums as well? So I am primarily um, digital, but I do love painting with acrylics and watercolors. Watercolor has to be one of my favorite mediums to use. I can tell with how you designed the background that watercolor is something that you really like. Thank you. I must say that was a real vintage pick. It Thank you. It looks like something that I would actually buy. I appreciate that. Hey, Dylan, can I for you to throw it back up for a minute? Because I actually miss seeing Oh. Oh yeah, Someone... yeah, absolutely. Uh... Awesome, thank you. Oh my god, I love that. My daughter loves that. I heard that. Thank you. I want. It's definitely something I want, like up on my wall, uh, for sure, for sure. Well, I noticed I'm... that it doesn't hopefully have your usual usual signature on it. Oh, it doesn't. <laughs> See, um, no, fun little no, fact: you, uh... I have ADHD. And sometimes I'll forget to put my signature. 
I feel that. I mean, this whole show is run by me and my ADHD brain, and you know, you know how it goes. We I, we do our best. I love the framing that you did uh, right. with the um, house. I love the framing with how small you are in the memory and how large the tree is compared to the background. I really love that composition of it. Thank you. That it, The tree was huge. It was this giant like kind of willow tree. And I remember it would like hang over the house a little bit. Um, hey, Robin, um, yeah. does your fr does your friend um, have a question? Yes, she does. You do <laughs> I'd love to I'd love to hear the question or if she's too shy, you can ask it. She is not too shy. Blending. Like the gradient, mm -hmm. the gradients of it. How good. She really likes the gradient. Thank you. Ann. Oh, wow. I appreciate that. Fond of the tire swing. That's that my childhood with me. Yeah, so I, used it's to have a, I used to have a tire. <laughs> yeah. Oh. She. Well, thanks for thanks for your compliment and thanks for your input. Thank you. Ann. And thanks for watching. <laughs> All right, guys. Um, so, uh, who do we have? Going next, my list here. Uh, Uno, you ready, bro? Oh yeah, of course I'm ready to bring back circles. All right, man, I'll drop that. He's always all right. I'll drop everyone out of here real quick. Um, what's the uh, what's the name of your piece? It's circles. You the one officially dedicated to this shoe. Oh, you're going to do circles again for me. Hell yeah, dude. All yeah, right, all right, all right. something special for you today. But I, I'm not calling it circles part two, but the second piece is just... All right. You know, all yeah. Right. So I, I'm not going right, to say anything I else, but when that time comes, you're having a part two. So circles. In an empire creativity, where hearts are free, there's a show that breaks barriers. Lost Boy Cypher Circle, you see. Posted by a fearless soul, Dylan Laula. His spirit, unshaken, an artist embracing others. A rare gem, unspoken. Each passing episode, a sanctuary unfolds, a sacred space where stories are told and the talent clearly the best of the best dylan an orchestrator of unity his purpose clear to provide a haven unadulterated where art conquers fear lost boys cypher circle is staged unlike the rest where artists intertwine with a flow untainted and blessed, no fragrance of deceit and no venomous lace, only a genuine artist embracing their own unique space. Dylan, the guardian of untamed artistry, empowering others, unleashing their creativity. 
through spoken word, rap, rhythmic verse, and our art. He ignites a passion of souls lifting them from their curse. The beats reverberate as hearts open wide. In this sanctuary, identities can no longer hide from forgotten dreams to unspoken pain. Each artist finds solace in their truth they regain. Blessings upon blessings freely shared with grace. Boom! Goes the Dylan Knight, the host never judging, never misplaced. He stands as a beacon of strength when darkness looms, guiding lost souls, helping them find their own truths. Lost voice cypher circle where the dreams are born, where souls unite and battles are dawned. No space for boundaries, no limits, no walls, only room for growth and inspiration calls. Dylan, the fearless artist, with a vision so crystal clear, creating a revolution, breaking through every fear. Lost White Cycle Circle, a testament of his own might, a symphony of voices embracing boundless flight. Join the circle, let your story be told amidst the flowing verses, let your ambitions unfold. We are all lost boys, searching for our place through Dylan's guidance, we find that grace. Lost White Cycle Circle, an enchanting tale where artists congregate. Spirits never fail. In a haven where artistry, no lyric, goes to waste. Dylan Lawler, come on, fearless host, let's talk. Thank you. Hell yeah, man. Hell yeah. Thank you so much, dude. Oh, man. That, that shit was dope. I fucking... I, I, yo, I, I ain't never had nobody fucking write, write me a poem before. Fucking write, write a fucking... Draw me a stick figure before. That was dope. <laughs> that was dope, well, man. Thank you. you. Thank you. Uh, as I say, only an artist supporting an artist. That is where the freedom lies. Because... It had no time for hate, no beef, no anything. Yeah. You have your thing with all our family on this space. Hell yeah, man. Hell yeah, man. That's what it's all about. Like, I, I, that's why I, got, I brought you all in. Like, you've all been on here before. And, like, it's just, I know you all love being on here. I love having all of you on here. And, um, I mean, obviously, we know what the poem was about. But if anybody wants to ask him some general questions, uh, I also wanted to mention, like, I, I didn't get to it much, but, like, you just said your your project dropped uh, yesterday or something yeah, like that. Yeah. Mental health project. Yes. Yeah, yes. Well, it's the Group Home Mental Health Project. Um, um, inside the office. Um, was, was, oh, my gosh. Why am I getting a bad feedback? Yeah. It dropped yesterday. So I have one of my pieces being done by somebody else, but they put me as author and the person has voiceover. Then I did a voiceover for another piece that somebody did, and that's the, the end of the project. So it's a really collaborative effort on mental health because this is why I like this show and how you always start with the mental health side of it. Because 
I know a lot of different things going on in the world, and a lot of people really are a lost soul, they are the lost boy. So this is why I appreciate being a part of this. That's what it's all about, man. Just bringing all the all the lost souls together, man. Just yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, 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 and I am so glad and you, you I captured like the essence of my so well favorite Hell yeah. Um, anybody have any questions for him or about what he's doing or whatnot? Uh, skedaddle. I would just like to say I absolutely love like your flow. It's so motivating and like yes. You should be a motivational speaker. Yes, and uh, I must say, I, I I love your flow, the emo slash gorillas vibe. And <laughs> I, 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 I love the art. Where can we get the art? That's what I want to know. Um, so I am going to hopefully start doing prints soon, but right now you can message me on Instagram or Twitter and uh i currently do cash app but i'm working on getting an actual bank right now so instagram twitter it's on my flyer <laughs> hell yeah hell yeah i love the support you guys have for each other like just just going back and forth like hey, what's your no what's your shit no, no no what's your shit like tell me <laughs> you guys are great dude um any mm-hmm. any other questions for uno um any any other questions for uno yeah. Uh, go ahead. So I just want to say that I have crazy energy about whenever one of those people I guarantee walk everybody's attitude to a better, more. Um, one of those. You you might want to move closer to your mic. You're a little in and out. Yeah. Yeah. Right here too. Can you hear me now? Yeah, a little no. better. Yep. Um, can I ask? I, I might have missed it on the first show for some reason, but like, what what made you so? People are just getting cut off from okay. the storm well, right oh now. My. I think she got she got cut out. Yeah. Oh, no. uh, you just said yeah, it was raining. Right her and Beelzebub. Yeah. Um, I saw anybody else want to ask? Ask him questions uh, while we're waiting. Yes, I saw that Roland hand up. Uh, yeah, man, I just want to uh, yeah. just want to play that an awesome piece. I, I love it every time you you come on and play the tribute. Yes, um, Laurelyn, you yes, had something. Yes, Laurelyn. Hey, I just want to say that I love your rhythm, and I think that that piece was the perfect piece to start the show with. Because it brings such a warm and exhilarating energy. I just loved it. I love everything you do. Thank you. And I love your poetry. But as I said, Monster is my favorite. Awesome. Before we lost her, I saw Beelzebub had her hand up. Um, you still have something to say? Yes, I did, in fact. I can't even tell if I'm here right now. Okay, I am. Yep. I uh, I actually wanted to say the same thing. Uh, it has a 
Sorry, been said was that I really like the energy that you use when I speak. It's a very like powerful, commanding energy. Mm -hmm. Oh, thank you. That's what I'm really Oh, thank you. Because I actually wouldn't find that, but I know that I need to really know that what others. Know that, not what is uh, in my I need head. To really know that what others think, not what is in my head. Yeah, it's good to get, get that. feedback. <coughs> yeah, it's good to get feedback. <coughs> Sorry, guys, we were just cutting in in and out a little bit. Can everybody still hear me? All right. Can yeah. Still, yeah. Can all right? yeah. Is anyone else getting some crazy feed, like, like uh, echoing? Bad feedback. Yes. Yep. Yes, little, I, little bit, I was trying to fix that. That's what I was saying. Um, hang on a second. Um, I think Beelzebub, you were causing the echoing. Possibly. Maybe somebody else has a faint echo, but. Yeah. I um, don't hear it anymore. Who go next? Let's see. Uh, I was gonna have Robin go next, but we lost her for the moment. So hopefully she'll come back. Um, we can have um, Beelzebub. Would you like to go next? Oh, you're muted. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, she cool. has a thumbs up. I'll fix it for you. Oh no, come back. You know, we have never had a show with more technical difficulties than we're having right now. And it's because it's my birthday. It really is. It's it's because we're cursed. Um, come on, Beelzebub. Let's get back in here. Uh right. Well, we're gonna move on and <laughs> we're gonna have we're gonna bring August up here uh till Beelzebub gets back in then. All right. The show must go on. <laughs> hey, how are you doing? I'm okay, how are you? We're, we're, we're getting through it. I mean... <laughs> we're getting through it's, it. It's, it's fine. Yeah, it's, it's not the most technically sound show we've ever had, but it's probably because we have so many people on here and the show's trying to trying to keep up or whatever. But um, what are you going to be sharing with us tonight? Um, I have two poems. I have Wishing on Dandelions and The Transition. Uh, I'll do right, Wishing well, on Dandelions first. All right, cool. Cool. I'll, uh, I'll get myself ready. I stand in a field of dandelions, making wishes and watching as the delicate seeds blow away in the wind that collected my wishes. For my parents, I wish them to continue growing and learning as people for they deserve to learn beyond what they lived and create new and better experiences for themselves. For my siblings, I wish them happiness in the lives that they live. I wish them to find their source of joy and run with it, run as fast as they can with it, for they need to find true happiness for themselves. For my partner, I wish them to stay happy. I wish them to continue pushing forward whenever times get hard. I wish them to find little moments of joy throughout the days for the deserve to feel love and happy for the amazing person that they are. 
for my friends, I wish them to live a fulfilling life. I wish them to be happy and I wish them to never feel the, feel that they need to walk this life alone for they deserve all of this and more. For society, I wish everyone to continue learning. I wish for everybody to put away their devices and listen. I wish for everyone to battle against ignorance and corruption for it is needed to continue functioning. For myself, I dropped the intact seeds I was going to blow into. For myself, I wish upon nothing. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. I I strongly wish and hope for all of those things to do. Those are some big wishes. Mm-hmm. Um I'm hoping I'm hoping that flower uh floats off somewhere yes. and, and does the magic trick, man. Because this yes. world really needs that flower, man. Oh, yeah. This, this world really needs that flower. And I love the way you ended it, too. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, really, once once you have all those things, what else do you need? What exactly. else do you need? Once the whole world and everyone around you is at peace and happy, well, you're good. You know? You don't, yeah. There's no conflict. There's no, you know... Um, that's that's what I have to say about it. Let's see let's see what everybody else has to say about it. All right, who would like to go first? Skedaddle. That ending was probably the most like chilling. I got immediate goosebumps. That was the perfect ending, and I can't relate to something more. Like, oh my god. I'm so glad. Thank you. Yeah, that point was relatable on so many levels because I found that some of the things it really makes me think, okay, how am I in that place? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's that's definitely one of the more relatable poems I've heard for sure. For sure. Yeah. Uh, Shadow or Laurelyn, you guys got anything you want to say? I was definitely, uh, it was definitely well spoken. And I like how you ended it as well. Thank you. Yeah, I thought it was really, I thought it was really pretty. I imagined each seed floating off of your wish. So it was very visual. Thank you. I like that. Yeah, that's, yeah. Yeah. Um, we just got you back up here. I don't know. Were you watching? Uh, no, I, I, I tried to make sure that, uh, my phone was going to operate a little bit more smoothly. So that way, hopefully I don't lose again. It's okay. I, I understand. Um, we'll have, we'll have, uh, we'll have you, uh, be the first one to give some feedback on her next poem. Um, you, are you ready to go next? Uh, yeah, is is the echoing still happening now that I'm back? Um, it's very faint, but I, we're, we're good. All right, in that case. Cool, what is the, uh, what is the first one you're going to be? Oh, hang on. Uh, never let them win again is the first one I think never, I was going to do. Never let them win again. All right, that's. That's an interesting title. I'm interested. Let's... 
When those monsters made a shell of me, I filled it with things I later emptied. Like digging the rotting flowers out of resin long after the funeral and your want for memorial is over. Once I was empty of all the frivolous, rotting things, it felt as if those monsters had won again. I longed for the rotting if it meant I wasn't cavernous. Pretend patience was what it earned instead. Now I hold something exposed to the air long enough to discover if it will rot before I ever take it home. I don't easily stuff myself full of the simplistic things that go septic inside me. I won't let another man convince me his hands are the cure. I won't let a monster rot inside me in dormancy to replace the jewels other monsters took. That is love. Not bringing the first mouth to claim it can cure and satiate the emptiness, but it is love to fill that emptiness with the calm waiting and softness of what I deserve. I never let them win again. Well, like everything you do, that was uh, chilling and dark and um, probably, but probably one of the more, um, maybe triggering is not the right word, but more sensitive topics that you've talked about. Um, Triggering for some people. Um, for, I'm sure for a lot of people, um, but you know, if possible, do you want to talk a little bit about it? Oh yeah, of course. Um, this is actually a reject poem from my second book, Nightgowns and Other War Memorabilia. Uh, and it does talk about probably exactly what you think it is about. Mm-hmm. Um, it is, it is a poem about recovering from, uh, sexual assault and all the things that come along with that, including the constant feeling that something was taken from you and the constant searching to fill it and how usually you fill it with things that you really should have never even touched. Right. That was beautiful. That was so powerful on so many levels because that, that actually spoke to a lot of things that a lot of women, when they go through it, they don't even want to say those things. And you actually spoke to their souls, and I heard it. Thank you. Yeah, it's, it's very hard to speak about. Um, I mean, it's very hard to speak about a lot of things that we talk about on the show. But like I said, that was definitely definitely one of the more sensitive topics and I admire you for coming on here and having the strength to speak about it. Yeah. Uh, it's a theme. It's a theme in my second book, Nightgowns and War Memorabilia. So, um, just in case anybody had any reason to want to check out the book, that is something that's heavily talked about inside the book, but yeah, it's something that I've always been vocal about since I started recovering from it. Uh, from them uh, and so I've always wanted to give a voice because it is something nobody really wants to talk about yeah um, August you had a question it's so relatable for me and how you portray that feeling and emotion of what how you felt after that happened and I just I admire you so much 
like just for talking about it and yes <laughs> just for talking about it and speaking about it because so many people even if they haven't gone through it or have gone through it like they don't talk about it because they're fear and fear of being embarrassed like that so it's really courageous that you talked about it especially in such an open space thank you Uh, seeing skedaddle, um, anybody else? Skedaddle, I'm seeing hands up. Like replacing the feeling that they took with the horrible sh stuff so relatable that it almost made me cry. That is what I, I love your poems because they're so emotional and like, huh. Thank you, Dirk. Every single one of them sends chills down my spine, for sure, for sure. I'm flattered. <laughs> well, thank you for sharing that with us, um, and I can't wait to hear whatever you got next for us. Um, let's see, who would like to go next? Uh, we still don't have Robin back up here, um, so let's see. Uh, Lauren, Lauren, would you like to go? Yeah, sure. All right, cool. Click, click, click. Yes, I can hear okay. you. Yeah. All right. Well, what's this one called? Uh, so this one is called "Monsters Are Real." It's the boy's perspective. Okay. All right. And um, "Monsters Are Real" Part One, right? You have another part. Uh, yeah, to this yep is that is that out on youtube yep all right cool so make sure you guys go check that out i'm gonna drop yep. myself out of here monsters are real the boy's perspective part one it's half past eight mom's tucking me into bed she pulls up the cover she says good night to my brothers and she kisses me on the head she tells me good night i'll see your cute face in the morning she flicks out the light. She whispers goodnight. My brother's fast asleep and they're snoring. Scared my tummy starts to flip. I'm afraid I'm about to vomit. I'm afraid of the dark is when the nightmares start and the monsters come out of my closet. My chest gets heavy. I'm short of breath. I pray in my head it will leave. It comes late at night. When I turn out the light, it's most vulnerable time to feed. Then I pull the sheets down over my eyes, winded and short of air. I count to ten and start over again and then I pretend that there's nothing there. But I see it, a dark shadow stretched across the walls in my room. It smells of flesh and rotten breath, a miscarriage dead in the womb. I try to pretend that I don't see it, hiding behind my dolls. And then it grows taller and I become smaller than it drops to the floor and it crawls. It attaches itself to the side of my bed and it pulls itself onto my mattress. My mouth gets dry, I'm afraid I will die. I panic, close my eyes till it passes. I'm paralyzed. My body is riddled with fear. My extremities buckle and the monster chuckles in a flash, turns to ash, gone, just disappears. Then I pull the sheets down over my eyes and I peek around my room. The closet door slams, I wipe the sweat from my hands and the monster's now headed for you. So if you think that monsters aren't real, just wait till you're almost asleep. It lives in your closet where it waits and it watches and it strikes when you're almost asleep. You are another artist that always gives me chills when you when you read. 
Thank for you. sure. And and I, and I love your little friend there. <laughs> Thank you. you I see. I watch your videos. I see in all your videos, you always got your birds squawking in the background or whatever. <laughs> yeah. It's, so he's here tonight. Yeah. You got your signature. You got that's your signature sound. Right. Um, do you want to you want to tell us a little bit about that piece? Um, so I don't know really like I just wanted to write something something creepy and scary that would uh, make your hair stand up and get goosebumps. So uh, yeah, I just so that's what I came up with. <laughs> exactly all what right, it is. All right. Yeah, uh, it definitely definitely not something I'd read to uh, kids. <laughs> right? <laughs> I would. <laughs> Unless I'm trying to scare them into like just behaving and going to sleep. Like, no, no more water. Let me read you this real quick. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. So I was just trying to put myself back into a time when I was a kid, right? Or when, when you're a kid and you're scared of the monsters, right? Yeah. 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 I feel that. Um, anybody else have, have questions for? I must say, um, I love this poem without the reverb. You could actually hear the words, and it's even more scary. Oh, good. Um, August, you had your hand up. Um, what like inspires you to write the most? I love the poem, and I just love like your expression and like how into it that you get. Yeah. I was just wondering, like, what like inspired you to like start writing, and. Oh, I've been writing for a long time. I've been writing since I was probably 12 years old and it um, pain and, and, and healing and all of that basically inspired me. But the older I got and the more my writing style changed, I just, I like, I don't know. I focus on like, I like horror and, and like I write about sexual assault and my main purpose is to get you to feel everything that I, everything that I'm writing. Or, or visualize it in some way, right? Yeah, I definitely visualized it. Perfect. <laughs> yeah, that was incredible. Um, you have a very, very pronounced speaking voice, especially with like whenever you are speaking your poems. It is awesome. You bring like such an in energy that you can't help but visualize it. You can't help but be drawn into the poem. I really liked it. Thank you. I love how supportive of each other you guys are and, and the feedback you guys give. This is awesome. I was a little I was a little nervous at first having having everybody up here and it was it was an idea I was just trying out, but I, I really love the feedback you guys are giving each other so far. This is awesome. This is awesome. Um, anybody else have anything to say to her or questions to ask? Um, all right. Well, um, so let's see. Out of the people who are here. We have only one, besides myself, who is not gone, and uh, we will we will introduce him right here over here. He's been he's been a little silent. He chimed in a little bit, but um, what's up, bro? Hey, how you doing? Hold on, let me uh figure out. There we go. What's up, man? This is my big brother, the oldest Lawler, Brendan Lawler slash Shadow. Um, what's up, dude? How you been? Oh, uh, I've been all right, I guess. Work a lot. Yeah. You know, yeah. been 
long hot couple of days, but it's like ninety degrees where where we are. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's it's very very hot in the mill. Very hot. In the mill. Oh yeah, but, dude. You'll have that. I feel you. I feel you. Um, so are you gonna? Are you doing? Are you doing? Um, just that one piece um, that you showed me tonight, or you you got a couple pieces with us for us? Uh, I guess I can do two. I suppose. All right. Well, uh, what's the first one. one? That, uh, the first. I don't really. It's not really named. Okay. All right. Yeah. So. No problem. Uh, All right, man. Let you break I out the too. Like I'm not. It's not really uh, my kind of. My thing. I don't really uh, tend to go no. on camera much less. I feel you. I feel you, man. Like, right, it took me so long to get in front of this camera and and do what I'm doing here. And like, like I was on somebody else's show for a while, and it it took it took a long time. I definitely feel what you're saying. I definitely feel what you're saying. But I'm glad I, I glad I got you on here. Um, yes, I'm definitely definitely glad to be here. And everybody's doing everybody's doing fantastic tonight too. I love everybody coming out here. Hell yeah, dude. Hell yeah. All right, man. I'm gonna I'm gonna get myself up out of here and uh, let you get to it. All right. She says it's gonna be all right. I say I just wanna die. She's got him to keep her safe and hold her tight right by his side. I just walk alone until my demons making me scream and cry. She says go and find your light, but I say I don't wanna fight. Voices in my head said that I should just be dead. She asked if I would bleed for her instead of always wet. As I lay upon this bed, I'll put it to my head because all I seem to feel is hurt and all I see is red. As I wallow in my pain, I wish I didn't know your name so that I could just refrain from letting this all in again. I don't know what's been happening. I think I might have lost my brain. I feel like I should kill myself, so I guess I'll go cook both my veins. I'll place my heart upon the shelf. There is no love. There is no wealth. I lost myself to mental health, and you need to change the hand you dealt. For in the end, your mind melt, and no one will know how you felt you say that you would like to help with no idea what it's about. You say that we can talk, but we only seem to scream and shout. You take me for a walk, but avoid it like a roundabout. Now all we need is chalk. Drop my story down upon the ground. And that's that. Hell yeah, man. I haven't even, you didn't even show that one to me. That's dope. That's dope. That's, uh, so you want to talk a little bit about it? Like what inspired it? Oh, uh, I don't know, just uh, kind of a lot going on at times, you know, and I, I apologize. I don't come. No, I know. Here. I know. It's uh, so it's it's obviously, you know, stems from some kind of some kind of heartbreak. Um, is it is it like a particular heartbreak or is it just like a general kind of uh, talking to like. The, all the girls that broke your heart or, or just like, is it, is it just like, a, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how else to phrase it. Uh, I, I don't know. It's, it's kind of particular, I guess, but uh, I mean, that, that was kind of old. Um, that was from, you know, that's quite a couple of years old now at this point. Uh, I tend yeah. to just kind of bury, bury a lot of the stuff, write it yeah. down. I have a notebook full of stuff that I'm not sure is ever going to see the light of day, but that's, yeah, no, I feel you. Yeah, yeah. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, so, yo, you want to you want to hear what everybody else thinks? Because uh, I've told you you're dope a million times. Now we got now you now I'm gonna prove it to you. I'm gonna prove it to you. Who who wants to go first? All right, Beelzebub. 
Sorry, I was muted for a second. Um, anyway, I wanted to say that um, I really like that poem. I really relate to it because that is a very complicated feeling, but you expressed it very, very well. Your wording and your flow all kind of really conveyed it in a way that I don't think many could, but that is a very relatable feeling. Thank you. I appreciate that very much. So. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Of course. August. I I agree a lot with B. It's very very relatable and you just word it so well. Just the kind of like especially like the beginning, um, where it's like go get a life, I just don't want this life anymore. And that's a really relatable feeling whenever you've been through like so much. And yeah, Absolutely. thank you. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, because I must say that one really got into my head because you literally put on paper some of the things I would have. And as B said, as others said, that is so deep, it, you don't even know the nerves you touch with that poem. Yeah, because anyone hearing it will relate and just sink into that poem because that's all we could do. And very bravo, bravo, bravo. Um, so Dylan, I see where you got your point three. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate everybody's feedback. Hell yeah, you got you guys are awesome tonight. Um who wants to go next? Uh, here, uh, um, we're, we've uh, we've all done one so far, so I guess we'll cycle back to. Um, uh, actually, we will cycle back to Uno because a little behind the scenes information here. I have to go get my computer charger and plug my computer in, so we're gonna let him perform while I do that, and um, then we'll get back to Skedaddle. Thank you. Okay, so what is the uh, piece you're going to do for us tonight? Okay, well, um, I have two pieces set up, but I'm thinking the way the flow of this going, I'm not going to do the second one that was for you, but I'm going to jump to the third, and if we need to do another one, then I'll go back to that. So the one All I'm right. doing now is Demons. All right, let's hear it. Demons, where you at? Lurking in the shadows of the dark, full of full light, haunting the souls, those deemed desperate. Ain't it funny, even more ironic, how some in holy halls scream demons as if they hold a truth certificate within the ch churches, properly near to God. They twist, they tangle, their hearts filled with pride. Terrific verses, books, they misquote and make up their lies. Aligning their plans, the judgment they ride, living on the outside, fashioning a deity by their own image, molding a God with their beliefs, their deem right. <clears throat> their claim, their lies are adorned with sweetness, 
yet their action, a hidden spite and vile and venom within a sacred place where faith should thrive. Some choose to chase coins blind by divine grace. Wearing masks of devotion, their smiles, their facade, basking in false praise, a deceitful embrace. True belief is not a show, not a gain. It's embedded deep within their very core, extending a hand to those on different paths, embracing diversity, understanding more. Religion, spirituality, and faith should unite, not divide. A sanctuary for love of all. Shed those demonization of bitter divides. Answer a true God. Call for erasing the walls. Demons, my friend, do not dwell not only in hearts of those who wander distant paths. Rather, it is in the judging eyes and the jeering tongues skewed the, <clears throat> that tear apart souls they refuse to choose. Open your eyes. See beyond the mask. Let compassion guide your righteous way. True demons are not the ones we create, but the ones who we cast from our embrace. Hell yeah, man. I uh, I got that computer charger fast, and I was in here for most of that poem. So I, I like that, dude. Uh, your words, like, you you have such a way with words, dude. Every time every time I hear your poem, like, you, you just shock me with how you're able to just phrase things and just, like, capture the essence of, of a feeling or, or of, a, of a certain thing. Like, you know, circles that you did, you, you captured the essence of my show. Uh, and just what what this whole thing is about perfectly, and you do that every time, man. It's it's awesome. It's awesome. Yes. Uh, you want you want to tell us a little bit about that poem? Okay, because from um, last time when I was on Queen's show, this one actually popped into my head because I see like what is happening. Then listening to other people who will say, oh. They ask so-and-so from whatever religion they want to call themselves for help, and they will never get it. They, they, and a lot of people will say certain things that against each other, especially when it comes to people mental health and disabilities, and they demonize the people who really need the help, and they will scorn them. So... And I see, especially in churches, what they will use is, okay, how can we use not a healthy person, you know, but how can we money grab behind it? Mm -hmm. So seeing this really triggered me, especially seeing it in certain situations in my life right now. So I say, this is my version. So just let them know my views. <laughs> Hell yeah, man. We got to speak up. Mm -hmm. We got to speak up or whenever mm -hmm. they're just going to keep sliding it behind the scenes. Like you said, doing shit behind the scenes mm -hmm. and, and we're all going to get uh, just controlled. And mm -hmm. um, I'll, uh, I'm going to bring uh, everybody up here real quick and see what they got to say about it. 
who would like to ask Uno some questions? August, you went up first. I just really like the um, this like the vision that you put out. There's like the first poem you did, and then this one, like you just paint this like picture of like exactly what you would imagine something to be. Mm -hmm. And it's amazing <laughs> to me. Thanks. Absolutely. Uh, Beelzebub. Um, yeah, I wanted to say I really, I really love the um, wording you use. Uh, kind of like the metaphor that you use, but mostly your wording. It really conveyed a strong, like, I understood what you were talking about. I understood why you felt this way about it, and I understood what you were feeling. It was a very strong visual lyric, like, type wording, and I really liked that. Yes, thank you. And I must say with B, I, I should have asked it because if you notice uh, my first wardrobe change, I um, try to match your mask because I just love your mask. Do you make it yourself or? Oh, yes. Um, I've made both of my masks myself. Uh, here's the other one. And wow. uh, you, added, you added horns since last time you were on the show. Nice. Yeah, yeah, and my my favorite thing about her mask is that she's got these like wire jaw, so it moves it moves with her jaw. It's it's awesome, and it's like it's per yeah, it's perfectly fit to her face, so it moves to with her jaw. That's sick. Thank you. That's sick. I really I, I did notice the I did notice uh, the mask. Uh, you talked about the mask. I really did notice that. That was awesome. Mm -hmm. Yeah. As ironic as it is for me to say this, I do think more people should see beyond the mask. Like, I think more oh, people... Yeah. Yep. Does, uh, does anybody else have anything you'd like to say to Uno? Well, 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 can I be honest with one thing, though? Be? Absolutely. Yeah. <clears throat> you see, I actually got a little inspiration from looking at your performances in the mass when I was writing this. Thank you. That means a lot. Yeah. Um, I'm glad I can provide inspiration. Yes. Uh, as I say, all of Dylan's special guests, although I mean I'll see it live, but when I go back to it, I always get some inspiration. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm same the same way. I get, I get inspiration from everybody I bring on the show, for sure, for mm -hmm. sure. I mean, there's yeah. a couple people. There's a guy. I mean, and I'd like. I want to collab with everybody. Like, I, I, I'd be message if I had time. I'd be messaging all of you and being like, let's write something together. Let's do something together. And I have messaged a few people, and I plan to message more people uh, to see if we could do something together because, like, all of you guys inspire the hell out of me. Like, it, it's awesome. It's just awesome. And I knew this was a good idea. You, I love the support you guys have for each other, man. It's awesome. Like bringing, I would, like I said, I was nervous about it at first, but you guys are all so supportive and like inspired by each other. So this is great. Um, I, I realized, guys, that I have not performed yet. I was at the end of that rotation and I did not go. So uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do something for you. Real quick, and then we'll uh, we'll get Skedaddle back up here. Mm -hmm. All right, so 
I was I'll, also after I'm done doing this, uh, I'm going to bring everybody up and they can ask me questions. Uh, so before I perform this, I do want to say I was going to do a different one, but um, I got a call from a relative today and it was awesome to hear from them. They said happy birthday, but they said, uh, hey, Dylan, do you think you could maybe write something a little happier? <laughs> um, so I, I have a piece where I address that very thing. So that's that's what I'm going to or part of it addresses that very thing. So that's what I'm going to do here for you. Um, give me one second. Got to pull it up here on my fancy computer here. It's giving me issues all night long. There we go. All right. This one is called Brick Walls and Pitfalls. <clears throat> I try to pick up the pen and pretend I'm an artist but I just stick to the trend of not getting started. This brick wall in my head has become a new constant. I feel sick. I'm in bed using these meds trying to find a new process because trying to process my losses and all this constant nonsense and making me feel like my conscience is lost in the darkness. The monsters and skeletons deep in my closet spin me in circles. They're making me nauseous. I'm at war with my demons. They're taking me hostage. They torture my feelings. They're making me watch it. My terror attacks and my heart is the target. And now suddenly I am back where I started, back on a bender till I fall on the carpet, back on a battlefield, putting shots back from my dearly departed. And during the day, you can't look at my face and tell that I'm empty and hollow. But look at the page and look at the bottle. Because I always say that I'll try tomorrow. So the boozers erased and the words they were swallowed. Then puked on the ground. Now I am face down while I lay here and drown in my sorrow. And I don't know why every verse that I write starts with me trying to survive in my mind. And ends with me crying, pu passing out, puking, or dying. I've got everyone gasping and sighing. Like, why can't you write something happy? Write about goals that you have. And write about making them happen. Write us some Seems where you're laughing. Why do you always fall back into this gloom that you say that you're trapped in? I told them I'm glued to the blackness, like a symbiote suit we're attracted. I'm all for the doom, it's fantastic, but you should marvel the way that I mask it. In public like Superman's glasses, cause I'm the comic relief for the masses. But my origin story is tragic, cause I was told to always hold back and hold on to the rage and the sadness. I was told that I had to be passive. So when I get mad at me, making my ego get massive. I'm turning green, breaking free from the evil and smashing. The walls I put up in my head till they're ashes. Cause now I can finally master this passion. Cause see, this is the scene you were asking to see. This is the scene where I'm laughing. This is the scene that'll be the most graphic. No truth to your peace. You can see me almost ready to snap in your tweak when you see me about to go savage. On the demons and doubters and naggers. Cause that's how I see my way out of the deep shadow of death from my past when it falls on me like a shroud and my world gets darker than I imagine. It will be where everything around me blackens and it feels like a walk down the path that's surrounded by trees where the reaper peeks at me from between the saplings. That's, but there ain't no route around it. That's the street I stand my ground in. It's the only place my feet feel grounded. What I mean is that being proud to be myself is the only way I'll be able to get to this hotel and leave my enemies all astounded. All right. Let me load back up here. Are we still live? Are we still good? My computer's glitching the fuck out. So, Wonder Woman. Hang on. In her yes. eyes, her heart. And so there's a fire, a burning passion and desire, breaking free from the change, shattering all those constraints. She is strong. She's fierce, a force to be reckoned with. No fear. 
She stands tall with her head held high. With every step, she defies every lie. She is the embodiment of power, a symbol of strength that towers above those who seek to bring her down. She wears her crown with an unwavering frown. She's a warrior, a fighter, a beacon of hope and a rescuer. She fights for justice and equality. She stands out against every misogyny and Trinity Mama Guy. She is the essence of grace, the true epitome of beauty. Her strength lies in her heart, her power and unbreakable spirit. She is a force to be reckoned with, a true inspiration, a gift. She is what a wonder woman in all her glory, a story that will live on in history. Okay, guys, I apologize for that um, technical difficulties. My, my whole computer went wonky when I tried to switch back from my poem uh, back to the stream. But we're still running. We're still live. We're still good. So if I remember correctly, I believe uh, we had Skedaddle coming up next. Uh, actually, no. If I remember correctly, people were going to ask me questions. So we're going to do that next. All right. <laughs> oh. I'm glad we're still alive. That was. <laughs> I'm proud of you for powering through. Power Thanks through. for still being here. I believe he has got old man brain now. <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know what happened. I've, I've read poems on here before, and, and my computer's never had problems clicking back and forth between the tabs, but. Something happened. Uh, uh, <laughs> Did you guys hear the poem? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Awesome. So who wants to ask me? Or talk talk to me or whatever. Um, I did just want to say though that um you know I every time you perform something, I always notice your particular flow. You know, you have moments where you are, you know. You're fitting it forward as if you are trying to like, command them to understand and see this, and then you have moments where you're kind of like asking them to. It's a it's a very switched of a like flow that you do whenever you speak your poems, and I really like it a lot. 
Yeah. I mean, I, I kind of have that dual, dual like nature in my head all the time about pretty much everything. I'm indecisive as fuck, you know, and, and, and it plays into everything I write. Uh, I, I kind of have that dual nature. One, one side telling me one thing and another telling me the other thing. So I'm kind of like writing from both sides at the same time. So, yeah. Uh, any anybody else? Uh, okay, so so um, Dylan, what are some of the major things that you consider that will be your muse in creating your poetry? So, um, can you repeat? Can you repeat the question? Okay. You know how I could be find everything, like I was inspired by Beelzebub and Laurel. Okay, so what are what are what are some of the things that like that that are that are inspirational to me that it's, I like my muse my my yes okay um I mean man I draw I draw inspiration from everything around me it's most of it um like like my uh relative was pointing out earlier tonight is is dark shit and it, and it comes from you know inside my brain um and just like the the struggles i've been through and 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 my struggles with mental health and depression and whatnot and like i said that dual nature just one side telling me one thing and the other side telling me the other thing but also i mean from everything around me man my family nature i i, I love to be out in nature i took i took like a three-hour nature hike today uh, with my family, I mean, you know, so those are two things that definitely inspire me. Um, and all of you guys and this show and just the, the support from everybody, man, it boosts me up so much. Like since I started doing this, I've written so many things and like I've, I've put a few of them out and a couple of the, you know, they're in the vault, but they're just things that I don't think I would have been able to write without like you guys' support and just like for like all the all the not just the support from you guys but like hearing you guys' stuff and hearing all the different kinds of art and it and it really influences me and, and inspires my my craft so um is there any anybody else would like to ask a question Lorelin uh I just want to say I freaking love you stop it I love you I love you I love you I can listen to you for hours when you share a poem, Dylan, I will listen to it over. Hang on a second. I will listen. Oh, to your bird loves me too. Yes, he does. I will listen to it over and over and over again. It's just the way you sew your words together. It's so powerful and poetic. And then the way you go back and forth with your demons is just epic. Thank you. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Like I said, like I can't, I couldn't do it without that kind of support and those kind of comments and and just, it's awesome. The feedback I'm getting from everybody. Okay, you got Thank go. you guys so much. Odin um, really, really liked you. I can see that. I can see that. <laughs> Give him a cracker or something oh, for me. I just want to say I'm really glad you stuck with it, bro. I think you're doing an awesome thing. Thanks, man. Thanks, man. Especially from you, that means a lot. Like I said, like I said, my family means a lot to me, and, and I'm so happy you came on tonight, man. Thank you. Of course, buddy. 
Um, so we're gonna do we're gonna um, get skedaddle up here for a second piece, and then um, we're gonna do a brief intermission um, at halftime, and then um, we'll come back and we'll do a few more. All right. Do 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 click click click. Hey, still alive over there? I think you're muted. Barely. Barely. Okay. Well, you're still with us, so that's good. You're you're getting through. Oh, uh, what are you what are you gonna what are you gonna share with us next? What? Um, is this, one of my mandalas. You know my. Oh, is this? Okay, is this one untitled? Yes. Is it? Yep. Is this the one you wanted to share? Yes. That one? Okay. All right. I well, that, did. That's that's wow. That's a um. Hold on, look so you can see my face. Wow. <laughs> that's a lot. To, that's a lot to take in. Um, you want to talk about like how you started, where you started? Um. <clears throat> So, I don't really have an inspiration for these, except they're very calming to do. And I'm hoping to get these put on tapestries shortly and sell those. So, I just want that to be known to everyone that these will hopefully be tap. Hope. Which way? If they're tapestries, I'm going to get one. Tapestries. I'm gonna hang it right. I'm going to hang it right above the Lost Boys poster, right up here. Right up, right up here. Yeah. I look my, dope. Uh, my sister says she wants one to hang on her wall. Bet. <laughs> Hell yeah. Um, so is there is there like were you just kind of um just, I was doodling. Just free drawing? Is there is yep. there any kind no kind of like thought process behind it, just like do it do it getting it out there and that's that is this awesome. Was, I, this took about four hours to do, and it was, it, it's so calming to do. I highly suggest for anyone with anxiety to start doing mandalas. It doesn't matter if you can draw or not. Just yeah, that is awesome. Like Maybe. there's so many different like intricate little, like and I'm seeing that it's trippy as hell. Like I don't know if I'm seeing <laughs> butterflies like and hearts. Or you're seeing butterflies. butterflies and hearts. Okay. All right. All right. Yeah. This is this is trippy as hell. <laughs> um. Let's see. Let's see what everybody else has to say about it. I think it's mesmerizing. <laughs> Thank you. I, I, love see a, it. I see a pony. <laughs> I didn't see hearts and butterflies. I saw a pony. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. My, I want people to interpret my art any way that they can. So you, if you saw a pony, then there's a pony in there. You know there's what I mean? There's a pony with two pink ears. Like yes. yes. I like that. I said this for your last art piece. I'm a big like color person. I just I like all the swirling colors that go over the pattern. It's I I just really like it. Thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, I was I, I, I would a hundred percent 
buy a tapestry with that, and I'm not even a big fan of tapestries. I just absolutely mm -hmm. love mandalas. Thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, I think you well, can get them printed at Walmart for like $15. So that's my plan. Uh, um, I, I think you can. I need yeah, something to happen. Hmm? Yes. I, I can see it. I For me, I don't really like physical. I like it. Like how I do my backgrounds for my Zoom meetings. I could use those things. So make uh, I, I am willing to take one um, on the 15th of November for my birthday. Bet. I'll do that. <laughs> Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah, she makes some, she makes some dope shit. Um, so uh, you're, you're skedaddle. You're heading out of here for the uh, uh, at, at halftime. All right. Yeah. Cool. Um, so we'll catch you again on the next show or whenever you come back on or whatever. And uh, it, it was it was good to good to have you on. Yeah, All right, thanks for coming on. Thank you. Bye, guys. Bye. 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 Uh, Bye. I really hope to see you again. All right, guys. So everyone else, um, I have a clip prepared um, that I'm going to um, present. Um, for halftime, we can all go to the bathroom, do what we need to do, uh, whatever the case may be. Um, so let me let me just get that set up real quick. And um, then we can all uh, enjoy a nice halftime break. How long is the break? If it would ever load. This is fantastic time. If I could freak out. All right, let me get everybody out of here. Hey, boss, how long's the break? Uh, Eclipse about 35 minutes long. All right. So, uh, yeah, I'll catch you, I'll catch you guys uh, around 9 uh, yeah, around 10 o'clock, sorry. All right. All right. Let's see if I can get this to work here, guys. We have... A few guests from the show who I interviewed earlier in the week before I got my nice do. Um, and uh, I'm going to play this recorded for you. Enjoy it. All right, guys. So this is the 30-minute intermission to our four-hour show. Um, what I'm going to do is I'm, I've got a couple guests here uh, from the show. All right, guys. So this is the 30-minute intermission to our four-hour show. Um, what I'm going to do is I'm a couple guests here uh, from the show, and I'm just going to ask a couple questions, some personal questions some questions about mental health uh, just to get to know you guys better and and whatnot um, how your brain works a little bit better so my first question is how are you guys genuinely how are you not not just like eh, like I'm okay like an, a, a legit answer because I don't feel, I feel like um, people ask you how you are all day you know and and your first response is oh I'm, I'm good but that's not always the case. Sometimes it is, sometimes not, but 
genuine answer. Who wants to go first? August. All right. <laughs> so neither of you. Um, honestly, I'm all right. Uh, you know, I, depression and, and mental health is something I deal with on a daily basis. Um, lately, I've just been really excited um, for this show. Obviously, the show is coming up three days from when we're recording this. Um, I've been super excited for it, but also a little nervous and like stressed out trying to get everything together and planned out and whatnot. So, this happening. How about I say, well, if we're like genuinely talking about mental health and shit, I was just recently diagnosed with instead of dissociative ID. Denny disorder. I was diagnosed with schizoactive paranoia. That's how my mental health is going. I don't know how I feel about that diagnosis. I don't like. I don't like it. I don't like it at all. For people don't really know much about that because I'm I'm not sure. I you want to I do have hallucinations and delusions of like my anxiety when people aren't in my direct view it looks like they are staring directly at me and people in my head are yelling at me and telling me I look stupid that so, so it's 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 pocket schizophrenia okay pretty much that's <laughs> this great um but uh, that's uh, that's definitely a. That's how my psychiatrist did. That's a psychiatrist actually described it. It's interesting. You just you just you just little ball of fucking. Yeah. So it's like yeah. <laughs> what about but you? How, how are you doing? Um, kind of iffy, like back and forth between being good and not being great. Yesterday wasn't a great day. Today's a little bit better. Um, yesterday, kind of deal with some stuff with my parents, and it went really bad really quick. It does generally with family. That's, that's yeah. how it goes, especially, especially with family. Those are the worst fights. Those are mm -hmm. the worst um, but I think for um, an, a new diagnosis or whatever, the most important thing, like you said, is to take it day by day and just like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so, like I woke up yeah. this morning, I was not really feeling ready for the day or ready to do anything, but you just got to like, be, maybe I'll be okay in like an hour, you know, just sit and relax or something you know what i mean like yeah there's always, there's always something um so it kind of i mean we kind of answered this question already but it kind of leads me into the next question which is what's a challenge you faced recently um to do with your mental health and how did you overcome it or um cope with it um and if you want, I will, I will again go first. Um, I think 
one of the challenge, biggest challenges I've faced lately is, um, like I said, I'm very scatterbrained and my organization skills aren't very good. And to do this show, you need a lot of, a lot of organizational skills. And I tend to um, get very stressed out and, and overwhelmed and sometimes take it out on the others around me. Um, and sometimes what I do to cope with that is, is I need to just learn to just set the phone down and, and walk away from whatever, whatever it is I'm, I'm working on or, or doing at the time. Um, because sometimes it's just, I, I get too focused on it and too engaged in it. I'm just like super mm -hmm. obsessed with it and I can't think of anything else and I can't focus on anything else till I get it done. But, um, that's not always the best thing. Um, but so that's, that's one of my biggest challenges and how I cope with it. Um, who would like to go next? I'll go. Uh, <laughs> one of the, my biggest challenges is productivity. I'm in like emotional and physical level. I'm in pain like a lot of times. So it's hard to get out of bed and like actually clean and, and do shit for myself. And I have, I do have to do a lot of my cleaning sitting down because you know how my legs are doing. Yeah. So that's yeah. how I cope. I sit down and clean most of the time. I have to sit in the like I sit to do pretty much anything. <laughs> I, <laughs> that's I one of my biggest challenges now. I cope. I understand. Um, August. Um, mostly processing and dealing with trauma. <laughs> um, it's been I've raised not recently recently but like for a long time i haven't gone to therapy and i've somewhat recently started getting into therapy again read some of the stuff with that about stuff with my family and stuff that happened to me in high school and she was like you do realize that that is trauma right and i was like yeah no. And sometimes you don't, you don't always like, you just think of it as like, oh no, this is just, this is just how I grew up. I, I yeah. don't, you don't know anything different. Yeah. Someone points out to you, no, dude, you're, uh, you, yeah. you got, you got issues you need to deal with. And sometimes that's the first step is just like confronting the issues. Yes. And especially like, like I said, I got in a bit of a thing with my family yesterday. Like that was part like they pretty much told me uh something about how with my mental health I'm just a bunch of added re responsibility and, and I lost it yeah I can see how I would that would uh be triggering yeah. um we got we got uh, Beelzebub coming in here. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna bring her up real quick and just fill her in real quick. Hey, how you doing? Um, we are we're recording right now. We're recording the intermission. Um, so far, uh, we've we've gone through like two questions. Um, so I'll just, I'll just ask you real quick. The first question is, how are you doing like for real? 
on a real level, I would say, well, I haven't been okay, but that's kind of like the real talk of my entire life. But I would say that I'm surviving. Uh, I know for some people that kind of means, oh, you're at the bottom of the barrel. But uh, if the bottom of the barrel is all you know, then surviving just kind of feels good sometimes. Yeah, we were actually, I mean, we were kind of just touching on that a little bit is, you know, she was she was saying that her her, um, her therapist or guidance counselor or whatever had had pointed out um, that she had trauma that she didn't even know about. And it's just kind of like, well, when it's all, you know, it's just all, you know, you know, you don't yeah. really think it's just your it's just your life. You don't really think of it as like. Um, but compared to other days, how are you doing? Uh, if you have to put a put a rating on it, I would say today is a good day. That's good. That's good. Um, the other the other question um, that that we already went over is uh, what's a what's a challenge that you faced recently that that affected your mental health and how did you cope with it or um, deal with it um well recently i had somebody living in my house who shouldn't have been here uh and i had to make a couple hard choices uh, a lot of narcissisms and stuff from family uh had to protect myself and things like that. And it impacted my mental health. Um, I mean, last night I had a night, but it's just kind of the way it's impacted my mental health, I guess, is just by reopening old wounds or maybe creating new ones. I'm not entirely sure. Still forever, I'm learning. Yeah, you're still, you're still processing all of it going you know figuring out and i currently live in a house with more people than i would like and i've and it's pretty much been my whole life i've i've lived in a house with a lot of people and there's always that one or those two people that you just you're not gonna ever be okay with them being there and it's just not no i understand that yeah. i understand that exactly that um so uh frame, by the way what's that am i in frame yeah so did you see anything did you add horns to your mask or were those already there i added them oh you did that's super cool i was about to ask that <laughs> so cool okay. i was like i was like i don't think those were there before yeah that's super cool. Um, so I, the, the next more, the next question, I guess it's a little more general than personal. Um, what is, when, when I say mental health, what does that mean to you personally and why is it important to you? Um, and, um, I'll, I'll start, I'll start off. Um, mental health to me, I think is less of like, I think people think of mental health as 
more of like a a um a, a movement and less of like a state of being I, I very people very few people actually think about their own mental health as in a in a like in their their state of being like do i feel mentally literally mentally healthy and that and that doesn't mean you have to be happy necessarily just healthy is am i doing things like am i in a place in my life that i want to be if not am i doing things to move towards that am i do i feel good about myself mentally and if the answer is no that's 100 okay and that most times for me the answer is no i don't really feel good about myself i'm not i have to work to put myself on camera because i mean i don't feel like i even deserve deserve to be here um but i think that like when i think of mental health it's like when my perfect picture of my own mental health would be making making a living off what i what i love doing and um feeling like i'm i'm doing everything that i guess i can to be where i want to be in my life um you you can't always get to where you want to be exactly but as long as you're kind of doing everything you can to like be in the mental state you want to be and like you know what i mean like i there's times when I want to just lay in bed and and not in bed on my phone and that, that would be a mentally unhealthy thing to do. The mentally healthy thing to do is get your ass out of bed, you know, splash some cold water on your face and listen to music, have up, go whatever it is you do. Um, and, but I think that it, mental health is just taking the steps to make yourself as positive and, and healthy and productive as you can. Um, and I think it's important for me because, um, I mean, well, mental health obviously plays a big part in what I do with, with the show and with writing and whatnot. So it's, it's very important there, but it's important in my everyday life because I have to like maintain a or, you know, a, a psych hospital or something like that. Um, so that's, that's why it's important to get a box or whatnot. Um, who else would like to speak on that? Um, I, uh, it's pretty much like you said for me, like, a thing, like, worldly and that, um, it's played a big part of my life. It's played a big part of my family's lives and, and it's just something that like people need to know that it's okay not to be okay. But you can speak out, I mean, to somebody that you trust and not much like that's a big thing. That's right. it, it's important um, to know like you should be allowed to speak about what's going on, how you're feeling want to be criticized or judged or I'm actually like other than it just being important to me and what I've gone through and what my siblings have gone like everything it's just like I'm trying to like develop like a career in mental health and psychology I'm trying to get the specialist for alcohol and drug 
convention and like wow it's been it's been a thing that's affected my life and like family and friends lives and that's like what i want to do for a living is help people with drug and alcohol addiction i support that 100 i i love that i mean uh for a while i thought about like going into some kind of um therapy or you know something like that um it's that I admire you because that takes a hell of a lot of work and you got, you got your work cut out for you for sure, but um, it's definitely worth it. It's, it's a worthy cause and I appreciate that. That's, that's awesome. Um, and I hope you're able to help some people. We, even if like, like I said, and I, like I always say on the show, like we're helping people just by doing this, yeah. just by doing this, talking, just by, just by writing, we're, we're helping people just by doing this. So, you're already you're already starting and you're already halfway there. Um, who else would like to speak on it? I can. Um, <clears throat> mental health is I mean, what it means to me, I mean, it really is something my entire life revolves around. And it does in, you know, a way that it's beneficial for myself, for everyone I love. And also kind of like August, it is a dream career of mine. But um, mental health really is, I guess, state of being is a good way to describe it. But uh, because I am who I am, it's more like mental health is sun. And every day is just trying to revolve around it in general, just for everything, not just me. But it's just mental health is one of those things that is so rarely given to that it does deserves in the way that it deserves because you know you can raise mental health awareness as much as you want but there's still going to be this impact of are you reaching the right people are you talking about this in the right way for those people and it's something that you just discover over time through like trial and error and i think mental health is extremely important i would honestly to me in general it is yeah i mean we have to if we don't focus on mental health we can't do anything else our own mental health come comes first you can't do anything you can't even get yourself dressed in the morning if you're if you're batshit insane drooling at the mouth but we have to focus on keeping ourselves sane that is the first first and foremost uh, priority is 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 focusing on 100 agree. Uh, Skedaddle, would you like to talk about um, everything that was said? Is what I was going to say. So. <laughs> All right. Um, I can I can move on to the next question then. Um, sort of. Uh, what are, what are your what's your favorite coping mechanism and sort of how? How did you discover it and like? Uh, art. Oh, art has been my coping mechanism since I picked. I remember the into therapy is because of how how much of coping mechanism art was for me. I showed it off to my friends. <laughs> wow. Um, no, 
and counting. Counting is also an amazing coping mechanism that not many people really know about. Yeah, I mean, I actually, I heard that from uh, my guidance counselors um, at one point was that um, he, he, he does primes in head, only the prime ones. Um, and when you, it's easy to remember the first few, but then once you get up high enough, you're like 200 and you don't even, you can't, and it's is what yeah. it does. I love counting. Counting is good. Um, what 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 do you do? Uh Beelzebub, when you're stressed out. Oh or... uh well my first coping mechanism I would say is just create things. Uh, I tried to do art. I used to be a big art person. Kind of the same story as Skedaddle. Uh one of the bigger things that got me into therapy was uh I think it was actually Actually, my bus driver found a drawing I had, and it was a very bad um, in the mental health sense drawing, and that's kind of what got therapy started for me. But I've always been creative. Uh, poetry isn't now, but I would say the coping mechanisms I use most commonly are LDBT skills. Uh, if I can show something off real quick, this might be slightly embarrassing on my end, but. This is my wall of BT skills. Okay. All right. Hey, may I ask? Um, Skedaddle is not familiar. Can you explain that to her a little bit? Uh, uh, just like DBT skills? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, DBT is a style of therapy that's commonly used for there's that really need to unwind uh, and DBT skills. They're usually acronyms and stuff that help deal with emotional regulation, uh, mindfulness, distress tolerance, and interpersonal relationships, which I'm a family love. It's, it's really neat. It's my favorite form of therapy I've found and it's what I hope to become in the future is a DBT centered therapist. I like that. That's like that, that, is that is interesting and unique. And unique. Um like I've, I've been to all the therapists there are. Um and uh I've tried I've tried almost all of it. Everything from meditation to counting to everything. So um but that that is um probably one of the more like um unique unique methods that i've and also your wall that's that's really cool i like how you have it all organized it keeps your thoughts out it like it's just like how right, it's, it's right in front of you so you can look at it every day and and and, and see it yeah it's the psychology nerd in me there's also a little bit of neuroscience stuff up there it's a, it's a, I mean, it's a little beautiful mind, you know, but it's, <laughs> um, I, I, August, you have not gone yet, right? Yeah. Uh, what, my, what is, what, what is your favorite mechanism? Main thing and probably my only thing is writing, um, poetry or short stories or <laughs> role play stuff. Um, I, that was something I've, I've done that since like middle school. Um, and that's, again, another thing that got me into therapy. I showed it to a teacher and my teacher was like, 
this is not good. Usually, usually that's what happens. I'm just like, well, I'm not out there like hurting people. I'm just writing. Yeah, and she was like, let me just take you to a counselor real quickly. Yeah. You know what? I think you need to talk to someone. Exactly. I actually looked at a therapist and I was like, you know what? I think you need to talk to someone. It's not the right thing to say to a therapist. I wouldn't recommend it. Turn the tables. Yeah, turn it on them. Reverse um, psychology. I think you need to be actually. Yeah, just you walk in their office, just sit at their desk. Okay, so how does that make you feel? Um, so my one of obviously my coping mechanism it's writing, um, but um also i love nature man like i'll I'll just i live in the middle of nowhere and i mean i'll be out there in in nature too but sometimes i'll just sit out there and listen to the trees or or i'll got audiobooks and music and stuff like that um but i mean sometimes man it's just good to turn off the phone and and listen to nature too um and that's definitely something that puts me back in the right headspace just being out like in a clearing or just, I just walk down and find a, a stump that looks comfortable and sit on it. That's how I clear my mind. That's definitely uh, one of my biggest coping mechanisms when I can't write or when I need a space to go write um, and, and get it out that way. So um, uh, what is my next question? Uh, what is, what was your experience like and your perspective on mental health as like a younger kid and then how has it changed and what's your experience and perspective on it now um i'll go first um i didn't actually before we recorded this didn't think of any of my answers to these questions so this is right off right off the top of the head um i would say that i'm younger well, when I was a lot younger, I was a lot happier. I don't think my mental health issue started until I was around like eight or nine. And it was always something that like, I didn't, I didn't understand why I got so angry. I didn't understand, you know, why my, my, you know, um, I would go high and then low and then high and then low. Mm -hmm. Whatever. Um, I've never actually been officially diagnosed with bipolar, but I do have I do have those highs and lows. And as a young kid, it's very hard to understand that, um, and so it's it's scary in a way. But it's also just like like you were saying earlier, it's just all you know, really. You know, it's 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 so it's not like a different thing to you. Once somebody and and this goes into how I feel about it now and my perspective has changed. Once somebody puts a label on it. And like tells you like you're bipolar or you have ADHD or like whatever, um, it changes the whole game. It, it makes you feel like you don't have this condition. It makes you feel like you are this condition. And one of the most important things that I always say with anybody who has any type of mental health condition is you are not your condition. You have this condition, which you it does not define you. You are not. You are not what the doctor labeled you as and nowadays i mean back when our parents were kids 
they didn't even have names for half of this shit. And nowadays, they're coming up with even more names for stuff that we called anxiety. You know what I mean? Now there's like different sections of things that are different. Like, you know what I mean? Uh, they're, they're they're labeling everything. And I am. You want, I'm sorry. You want to? Speak? Uh, I'm. Uh, no, it's just fact that my. Oh, you got you have to you have to head out. That's okay. Yeah. No I mean that. We'll catch you later. No problem. Catch you later. Um, like saying, um, sorry, I'm saying, uh, I lost, I lost. <laughs> I just, I lose thoughts so quickly too. <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean about being scatterbrained. Um, I, I do remember what I was saying about, uh, um, how my perspective has changed though, is, is once I, I don't think that, um, people are putting all these labels on it. It's good that they're studying the science and they're and bringing more awareness to it. But I think all these labels are very scary to kids, and um, you know they can have a negative impact on them. Um, but we're oops, she back. We're um, actually almost out of time. I just got a couple more questions. Um, um, Actually, really, it's it's one question, but it's it's a kind of a two-part question. Um, is there anything that's been on your mind lately? Anything that we didn't cover that you would like to talk about? Um, and I guess the second part of the question is, if you could have the whole world's attention for five minutes, what would you say? Um, I'm going to get Beelzebub's back up. I'm going to repeat the question. Um, Two-part question. been on your mind that we didn't cover that you'd like to talk about. And second, if you could have the whole world's attention for five minutes, what would you say? I can first. Um, so the first question, if there's anything on my mind that we haven't talked about yet, um, well, I really do just want to urge people watches this to, if, even if you don't feel comfortable going to a therapist yet, even if you don't feel comfortable with the fear of getting a diagnosis, I would start Googling. I started for myself was really just delving deep into Google and just looking up code coping mechanisms and doing my own research, you you can find things out about yourself without needing to figure out what is wrong with you. Um, just if you always look for ways to better yourself, you will start finding ways to better yourself and make things feel less bad. So that's just one thing, you know, I want to motivate people to help themselves. Uh, but if I had the world's attention for five minutes, I think I would generally, I think I might just say that same exact thing. Even every, uh, some of people won't even understand me because I don't speak every language to exist, but at least. Yeah, you, 
You definitely, yeah. you definitely yeah. have a very strong way of getting things. Very strong way. You um, definitely reach. Uh, I think you'll reach a lot of people with. Reach, with I think you'll. You definitely every time you come on the show, I get definitely every hundreds time you come people on the show, I get hundreds of people and how it works. Uh, would you like? Pretty much just kind of like I said, failure. It's okay to not be okay. It's okay to reach out for help. Uh, I think that's just a really important thing that people are still learning how to do. For so many forget how to ask for help whenever we need it. And I honestly, if I had the world's attention for five minutes, I would say that exact same thing like the uh, just ask for help. I'm sorry to interrupt. It's showing that you're. <laughs> How long has that been there? Anyway, oh, I'm so confused. I could not hear you guys. It sounded like you guys were underwater. It's my phone, like, guys. I, I I'm rocking with the Android circa 2014. Okay. It's not gonna run I will. Say what I said over again. Hope people don't just. That's gonna be such a fun time for them. Just watching me go. watching me go. Anyway, what I did say when I was here was what. Okay. What I said while I was muted okay. was that. What I said while I was muted. What? Um. Exactly what they were saying. It is okay not to be um, but also it is going to be okay. Um. My mom had a saying. She used to say, "This too shall pass." Um. It's kind of a. I think it's a quote from the Bible, and it means that we've been through this before. There's been pain in the past, and this is the most important thing to remember is we've been through this before. We'll get through it again and just keep fighting through the dark times to get to the, to the light ones. And that's, that's what life's all about. Um, I appreciate you guys for coming on. Is there anything else you want to say? Nope. I can't think of it. Nope. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for coming on. I appreciate it. Um, um, peace out. Peace out. All right, guys. Well, it was a little skippy. It was a little glitchy, but I hope you guys enjoyed that intermission. Uh, it was a short break. I hope you guys enjoyed those of you who watched it, I hope you guys enjoyed the interview. Um, I definitely like getting to know those guests a little bit better and get inside their heads. And if you guys like that kind of thing, um, I'm hoping to do like more long, longer length episodes um, like that, where we just kind of talk and, 
and um, just, you know, go inside each other's heads a little deeper. Um, <clears throat> that being said, we're going to um, actually before before uh, we keep the show rolling. Um, last week, we um, had a vote for um, the top artist of last week, and they actually tied. Uh, all four of them tied. So I just want to give a shout out to all four of these artists right here. Um, they were amazing artists. Uh, freaking go, go check them out. Go watch last week's episode so you can see their, their performances and, and check out their, their uh, social medias and whatnot. Beelzebub, she, she's on here again with us tonight. Big Bird, Influence the Masses, Shannon. We're going to get them all back up here again. They were all awesome, but I just want to give them a shout out real quick. Um, and a shout out to my producer, Brandon, for running the show for me and uh, throwing up our, our tags and whatnot. Um, but uh, yeah, let's let's get on with the show, guys. Uh, so if my memory serves me right, Uno has done two. And next in the cycle, um, I believe we would bring uh, Laura Lynn back up or August. I'm I'm not sure. I think... I'm going to, I'm going to click on Laura Lynn and hope she's ready. Hey. Hi. Yeah, I am. Just give me one second here. <clears throat> okay, cool. Sorry, I'm a little discombobulated okay. too. I couldn't, uh, I couldn't remember which person went next, but uh, yeah, what's okay. this one called? Okay. So this is Monsters Are Real Part 2 from the Monsters Perspective. All right, cool. Let's I'm watching you from behind your closet door. Mom's tucking you in with your teddy. I'm peeking out through the shutters and I'm waiting for your mother to shut the light out. Close the door, I get ready. Then quietly, I slither out from the closet and I creep across your bedroom floor. Then I vanish when you panic, reappear more gigantic like dolls off the shelves into drawers. I'm fierce, I'm wicked and cunning. I grow when you're riddled with fear. My intent is to shake you and startle and wake you, disappear and reappear in your mirror. And I ain't that fairy tale kind of monster either. The kind that you read in storybooks before bed. I'm alive and I'm real and I'm here for my meal. I'm the monsters that all the kids dread. I like the taste of little children. They don't get stuck in my teeth. They're more tender when they're younger and their bones are much softer and their flesh is more salty and sweet. So all the bullshit lies that your mom tells you that monsters are just make-believe. They just care that you're scared. It's really not fair. They just want you to go to sleep. So you can try and hide from me beneath the covers while you cry with your teddy. I'll crawl up through the sheets from the bottom of your feet. Take your life. Say goodnight. I am deadly. Hell yeah. I like that one. I think I'm pretty sure I've seen that one on YouTube. Um, yeah. I like that one. And I like the video that goes with it. Um, for those of you who out there who don't know, uh, she's also like a digital artist. She makes like videos to go along with her poetry and they're, they're fucking awesome. Yeah. Uh, the videos are a lot scarier and creepier than when I just rehearse it to you. Oh uh, no. Sure. I mean, gotta go yeah, check them out. Mm -hmm. yeah, absolutely. Definitely go check them out. But you, you definitely have a way of, of making us feel it anyway. And, and you're, like I said, you're one of those artists where I get chills down my spine when you read. So Perfect. for awesome. sure, Thank for you. sure. Um, let's, uh, let's see what, let's see what everybody else has to say about it. Anybody have anything they'd like to say to Laurelyn? Beelzebub. 
Yeah, I want to say I really like you know the difference between. Uh, I really like the difference between the uh, first one and this. One. You, okay, you sorry, might I didn't. A little, little closer to your mic. Okay, yeah, sorry. Um, I really liked the difference between the first one and this one. The way that it was said, the theme behind it. Thank you. Yeah, she, yeah I thought it would be yeah, easy I, to tell the story from the monster's perspective, and then, or the boy's perspective, and then the monster's perspective. I pictured myself as being the monster when I wrote it, and then I pictured myself as being the little kid when I wrote the other one. I always loved the monster more. <laughs> and this just made it a lot better. I I always say the villain of any story is like the most interesting character because like they have the most the most backstory, the most pain. Like you can like really get inside their head. Like I mean, all the all the Disney villains, all the you know all the villains. Like they have just such a more more like deeper. Uh, and it, so it, I, I love getting inside um, like that that mindset and and a lot of a lot of my stuff is like that. I, I have one that um, I might do for you guys later um where where it's where it's very very similar i i kind of i kind of do like i was talking about earlier the dual nature of you know what you you know the 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 victim or the or whatever the bystander and then the monster the demon um but yeah i really love that and i love how it's it's like a, a story it's like a a dual duality one doesn't fit without the other but yeah right thank you i'm looking forward to that poem that you're going to read i think i know which one it was i think it's my favorite one yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right. <laughs> um, does anybody else have anything they'd like to say to Laurelin? I just think every time you come on, uh, you definitely have a very unique way of uh, speaking your poems or your writing. Thank you. She does indeed. She does Thank indeed. You. Thanks, guys. Yeah, absolutely. It's I love, again, for the millionth time, I love hearing all the feedback from you guys to each other. It's fucking, it's awesome. And it's what I do this for. And if people like this kind of thing, I know we've had some glitches and whatnot, but if people like this kind of thing, again, um, this is something I'll, I'll start doing in the future is having having other artists up uh, to share their, their opinions. So uh, I, I appreciate you guys doing the test run with me. That's fine. I, uh, I actually like this format rather than you talking by yourself. It gives more of a nice um, family discussion on each other. Yeah, I mean, and that's kind of what I was going to change or what to add to your poetry. I mean, low-key, <laughs> I, just, I just threw myself an online birthday party. That's all I did. <laughs> I, just, I was like, all right, who can I call? You know, it's just... Yeah. Sometimes if you want who something... Who can I call? Ghostbusters wasn't yourself. on the list, so I called you guys. <laughs> you know? Uh yeah yeah, it's it's definitely like what I was going for a nice relaxed chill vibe a bunch of friends family you know just relaxing and chilling that's awesome oh, um, cool man I'm glad it came out hell yeah man uh, I think I can't remember but I think August is up next uh so we'll get we'll get her up here real quick I'm gonna get carpal tunnel from clicking so much <laughs> click 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 yeah. <laughs> Oh, uh, what's what's the next one you're uh, doing for us? 
It's called a transition. It's a shorter one, but okay. still has. All right. I'll, uh, jump. I was never happy as a girl. The pictures you see with long blonde curls and baby blue eyes, that wasn't me. It never has been. It felt wrong every time I was placed in the frilly dresses and those tangled blonde curls brushed into. It felt awful whenever I started having to wear the wired bras that made my chest feel bigger than it was. All of it was awful. So I cut my hair, started wearing the binders, and started calling myself a man. That was whenever I felt the more com most comfortable in my skin. My body felt more like home. You're right. That was short. I was not. I, I was really <laughs> enjoying it and like processing it, and taking it in, and then it ended, and I was like, "Oh, yeah." But, uh, but it, yeah. I mean, it with like just being. It, it doesn't have to be long to like convey a lot of meaning, mm -hmm. and you definitely did. Um, is that like something recent that you wrote, or something old, or it's fairly um, recent. Um kind of like a, I don't want to say coming out poem because I came out as trans like a while ago, but it's like something that I didn't really convey in that way for a really long time. And it just kind of like came to me like, Hey, maybe I should write this. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's a very, I mean, I write about, even if I don't share it with the public or whatever, like I said, I have a lot of vault poems, but mm -hmm. I, I write um, about, everything that's important in my life and uh, any, anything significant in my life. And that's definitely very significant. Um, <laughs> but even though uh, it is like kind of an old, old thing, I still appreciate you coming on and, and sharing it with us uh, and speaking your truth with us uh, mm -hmm. because no matter how many times or how many people you, you speak your truth to, it's always takes the same amount of bravery and it's always still as nerve wracking. Like, are people going to like, you know yeah, I mean? I'm not sure. So I definitely appreciate that. Um, I'm going to bring everybody up here to see what they think about it. Who would like to go first? Beelzebub, let's go. Um, I really like this poem. Uh, I relate to it personally. Uh, and it, it, it really conveys that feeling of talking to someone that knows you as who you were and has the chance of never seeing you as who you are. Yes. It has that sensation of trying your hardest to explain to them the sensations you feel, how it hurts you, and just kind of knowing that it's not going to change a single thing. I really yes. like it. I've only been a fan of your work, and I really love this one. Thank you. Yeah, I found that it's Explains really set nicely where you have to not only think about what others think of you, but in, in the sense of mental health, what do you think about yourself and how would you be comfortable in your own skin? Right. It's definitely something that like I've struggled to advocate my for myself for like just kind of like hey like these are my pronouns this is why I decided to go by this is this is how I view myself and it's I've gotten positive feedback for it I've gotten uh -huh. negative feedback for it and it's just been kind of like 
do I want to share this or do I want to like just brush it off to the side and just leave it there? <laughs> there, there there's always going to be negative feedback with everything, yes. with everything, no matter what the fuck it is. There's always going to be mm. negative feedback. So fuck those people. Yes. <laughs> and fuck what they have to say. And just, yeah, just do you. That's, that's just the mantra. Greaters make you greater. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, anybody else have anything they want to say to August? I think it was, uh, you know, it was short, short and sweet and to the point. Uh, and uh, I applaud your bravery for coming out and sharing and everything. And, and I love every time you come out and share. Thank you. Absolutely. Thank you for sharing that with us. Um, I believe, Piazza uh, Love, you have not done two yet, right? Nope. Okay. Uh, we'll bring you up next, and then we'll uh, get we'll get my brother up here. All right. What's this one called? Uh, just and true. Just and true. All right. On the day God is unmerciful and commands for knee, fall a knee for the chance of peace, find me at hell's gates with the shiver of betrayal. I will suffer for eternity if God is unkind and listens to the tongues of those who said God could only love you if you were devoted like the brainwashed babes of Baptist empires. If God is unmerciful with all its knowledge, then no God I will meet. If God watched the endurance of war and the violence of its loyal swordsmen onto the backs of unsaved souls and allows the swords to drip blood, to drip their blood through the pearly gates and allows the open wounds of the un, of the damned to, to sizzle among hell's heated grounds, then find me at the edge of Satan's sulfur pit. Find me belittled and damned. Find me with no sin besides the fact I believed the preacher when he said God loved me as no human could. If God is human enough to snarl its disgrace and banish its pain for the mere blemish of a soul touched by the very man it created, then leave me to burn, for I have been lied to. I have been lied to by dirty hands that will touch God's robes. Let me singe and let me scorch. Let me suffer as I have here on earth. If yet another man has taken the steed in my desperation for peace and used it to punish me for the very wounds its own children drowned me within. Just and true were human-made words to describe a selection of agreeable and preferred. That was intense. That was my first thought when you, like, the second you started reading, it was like, this is going to be an intense one. Um, can you tell us a little bit about, like, when you wrote it and then also why you wrote it? Um, I wrote this one a couple days ago, but this is an emotion I've been struggling with since I was a child. Um, as for why, as a child, I went through something. Um an experience that I think many people will not be able to claim they've ever had to go through. And it changed fundamentally me at a very real serious level. And ever since then, it's my journey with faith has been kind of constantly climbing a ladder when it keeps breaking underneath you. I understand that. I understand that. I mean, 
Um, I'm not, I'm not very religious. Um, mostly for mostly for the same reason. I mean, I, I have looked into almost every religion out there. Um, and I mean, one of the, one of the reasons I'm not religious is because I, I can't get along with anybody. And I think that if I added religion to it, you know, th- yeah. things would get a whole lot worse. You know, everybody has an opinion and everybody has gets mad about their opinion, especially when it comes to uh, religion. But I, I understand what you mean about sort of like trying to trying to find a direct path and it and it kind of like you know it, it keeps slipping out from underneath you um but yeah absolutely uh, I'll, I'll bring uh, i'll bring everybody up here and we can see what they think who would like to go first yes i going first because Beelzebub. That fits perfect, perfect, perfect with my demon piece. And uh, I noticed something with your name because my name on my socials will be that Ono Judas. And I see like we related. You are also Judas. Because uh, especially I chose my version of Judas for the same reason like my demon poem and this one is everybody will see you as a Judas, especially those religious people. This is why, yes, we have a belief, but if you read every single thing that is written in any of the holy books, it is we have to learn how to treat each other. And your poem and my poem, I think that encapsulate that perfectly. And your own just made it even more special. I agree. I agree big time. I think the poems really do work good together. And Judith is, in fact, my middle name. So and that is why it is my middle name. Oh, wow. All right. Yeah, I, I chose Judas because that was um, my, because I used to do some acting and that was my one of my favorite characters to be play while I was acting. Mm-hmm. I have to say, you have one of the most interesting names that I've ever seen. Um, I, I have I've, I've met one person with a name that's as interesting as yours. Um, I, I met him back in middle school. His name's Parish Dragon, which was so unique to me at the time. But your your name just like your your whoever named you your your mom or your dad or they've had a part in it both had a part in it like that they're very creative people and and put a lot of thought and 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 meaning into it it sounds like and I, I like i like i think ma- names have a lot of power um because i mean like it's it it's not just our name but like how you say it it kind of defines everything about us um and i think that like it's, I, I like when i meet somebody with a with an interesting name so um I did, uh, I didn't in, in my opinion, I do think Paris Dragon is uh, way cooler, but that might just be me. I'll tell him you said that. I actually just just reconnected with him after a long time, uh, and he, he might he might watch the show. But uh, yeah, that's that's cool. Um, all right, so next up we got my brother coming back up for his second piece, and this piece I have heard. Um, and it's 
dope as shit. Hey, you want to tell us what it's called? Uh, it's that yeah, time already. Right. <laughs> it's called The Path. The Path. Hell yeah, man. All right. All right. I'll get um, it up there for you. This one was written uh, pretty recently, I guess. Um, yeah. As I walk alone along this path, I know I'm chosen for it. It could be so beautiful if only I could close the door. I should just be grateful, but I always seem to want some more, especially as I lay face down upon that tile floor. I wish I was the one that you could say that you adore, but I lost myself the moment that you acted like a whore. You said you want to see my soul. There could have been a tour, but not to close the raven. Now I'm with you nevermore. Now I find my answers at the bottom of the bottle while I'm cruising down these roads, sipping whiskey open throttle. You make me feel so hollow while you're acting like a model. Now my pride I need to swallow because I am no Aristotle. I wish I had the words to say to make you think I'd be okay, but now I'm laying in my grave because we both know I can't be saved. I wish my chosen path was paved, but with the ruts along the way, I've learned there's love and not just pain, but most comes from inside your brain. Although you make me feel insane, I would do all of this again if only I could just refrain from letting us slip down the drain. Now, how am I supposed to plan for this? You've been acting cancerous. Every time I ask you pissing, you won't even answer it. That's when I just crack a fifth and bandage up the wrist I split. My mind is in a labyrinth. It's still inside your house. I saw you as my ashtoreth. You dropped me like a mouse to hit. I thought your love was real, but I guess that shit was counterfeit. I am not the man for this. My soul had thought you sealed, but you took my heart and trampled it. Now you make me feel like my option is to fail. I break myself with steel and still hide behind my veil. When the, when the talking gets real, I know you'd rather see me fail, but when I'm walking this trail, I know this path, I will prevail. Bro, first of all, let me just say, when I asked you to come on, I knew you had dope shit. I knew you had shit written that was awesome. When you read that to me, I was like, oh, shit. Like, he's going to come on my show and show me up with, yo, your flow. You got, I mean, you have metaphors and similes and just flow and, and lyric pattern. And you're just all there. And all that wrapped up with emotion, which I always say it's hard to, and I said this last week on the show, it's, ha it's hard to get all of that and then put emotion in it and actually make it sound good. Like, it's it's incredible and like i said i i was like oh shit he's gonna come he my older brother like oh he's gonna come on here and show me up as usual <laughs> um, but yo that was that was dope man I'll, I'll get i'll get people up here and, and see what they say about it so what you guys think who wants to talk Okay, well, um, I will say that to the low appearance, you gave your son some of the hottest shit they could speak. You gave them the floor, and congratulations to the parents. Because that, um, oh, Shadow, your flow is sick. I thought Dylan was sick, but, um, Dylan, sorry to say on your birthday, your brother really show you up. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate that, man. Oh, take shit. the hit. It's not the intention, but I appreciate it. Oh, yo, I'll definitely take that hit for sure. Uh, August, you had something you wanted to say. Uh, 
Same thing, just your flow is amazing and the words that you use. And I love the last part, that I will prevail. I, mean, I will get past this. And it it hits home like really hard for me. And it, it was an amazing poem. Thank you. Beelzebub. Um, I also, like, again, I love the emotions in this. I, it's a sensation, like, I don't know what this poem is referring to. I don't know what situation in your life this comes from, but I can relate it to things in my life and the emotions inside of it are just like sharp. They're so sharp, the way that you say them and the way that you, you know, explain them outwardly. It is so sharp and vivid and I absolutely love it. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. Absolutely. Hell yeah, dude. Oh, one more thing I wanted to say is like, um, I mean, like I was talking a little bit about your metaphors. Like I loved your references in particular, um, the Edgar Allan Poe references. I'm a huge Poe fan. He influences a lot of my work. Um, I mean, there were a few other references in there. Um, I'm going to go ha have to go back and listen to that a couple times. Uh, the other day, you just like spit it for me like when we were standing there in the parking lot, but now I have it recorded so I can actually go back and listen to that shit and pick it apart and, and, and whatever. But uh, yeah, dude, your references and just, it, it was, it was super dope. It was super dope. Um, so uh, anybody else have any, any more questions for Brendan or shadow? Sorry. All right. Well, um, I am, I believe last in the rotation. So, I'm going to spit something else for you. And um, I believe I have this one memorized. Uh, so there shouldn't be any problem with a note sheet or anything like that. Um, we get in my zone. Uh, this one's called Speaking with Demons. <clears throat> Listen up, Dylan. Yeah, I'm talking to you. It's three in the morning and it's dark in our room. Go put on your coat and put on your shoes. Pull up your hood. Now let's walk in the moon. I don't know where we're going, but we'll get there real soon. You told me to sleep, but I'm just not in the mood. You're not in the mood? You got attitude? Well, I basically ruined my life because of you. Always stuck in the dark with no light because of you. So I'm trapped in no sight and I can't ever move because it feels like you're holding me down while I'm bleeding so you can just feed from my wounds. Me feeding on you? Nah, it's the opposite, dude. Because you're constantly feeding on demons of darkness to bring out the artist in you. And you have the balls to blame all the trauma for bothering you? Be honest, you live for the drama. Why else would you let yourself argue with you? I live for the drama. That might be true, but you're keeping us spinning and stuck in this loop. You let the hate drive the things that we do, and that's why we, uh, and that's why we're spinning, er, uh, fuck. And that's why the hate drives the thing, you let the hate drive the things that we do. And that's why we can't forget all the things we've been through. And while I have your attention and we're spitting the truth, let me just mention that you're who's to blame for the drugs and the booze. <laughs> Tell me again, I don't follow. I made you pick up the bottle. I made you tip it back, sip it and swallow. Don't give me that shit, bitch, we all know. You're addicted to shit and since you were a kid, you've been trying to fill it because your soul is so empty and hollow. It's empty of all the ones you pushed away because you keep us consumed by the anger and hate. And I'm so dazed and confused as of late because when we look at her girl, she just looks away and her sister, she'll barely ever speak to our face. So look in the mirror and see what you made. You made up our bed and we can't go to sleep. See what I made? We did this together. 
I'm part of you, so you're not any better. Don't you dare try to blame me for the fact that your life has been splitting apart. I did what it took to get us this far. I fueled the passion in all of the bars and showed all of them who we really are. And you're trying to tell me I took it too far? And the things that you think are just getting too dark? Well, answer me this. What are you going to do when the demons are gone? Because no one wants to see happy. They want all the scars. They want you to show them the cracks in your heart. You're not Eminem and you're not fucking Tom. Can you really handle this shit when the pressure is on? When the pressure is on, it's on all the time. That's how I know that I'm a diamond. Cause it make cause it that's how I know that I'm one of a kind, cause it made me a diamond and I'm gonna shine. And I don't wanna be Marshall McDonald. I know all their rhymes. I could spit you a cover of some bars that are mine, but I need to uncover the stuff that's behind the mental imbalance I feel in my mind. It's why I picked up a pen at just nine, channeled those feelings and started to write. It's why all of my dreams are now finally in sight. So I guess I did need the darkness to get to the light. There you go, Dylan. You finally admit it. You channel me every time that you're spitting. Even the parts that you spit in this song, you know it's my voice that's in there all along. So tell them your demons are the reason you're not sleeping at night. I can see that you blame me, so tell them I'm evil and ruined your life. You can look in the mirror and get sick at the sight, but you know that you need me to reach the new heights. And that's the reason your demons are winning the fight. So just deal with the fact that you're nothing without us, all right? And that's just a sneak peek of the things my demons all say when they're speaking to me. And as you can see, my demons and me, we don't always agree. They take all the credit for what I've achieved. They make me feel helpless and weak at the knees. So sometimes it's hard to just stay on my feet while I'm fighting this darkness like an evil disease. But it'd be a lie if I said it's not just what I need to master my craft and succeed at my dreams. So till the day I can't breathe, go blind and can't read, or the ink on my pen will no longer bleed, I guess I'll just keep on speaking to these. And that is speaking with demons. I'm sorry for the fuck-ups, but... I was doing an off memory, so I will bring everybody up here to ask their questions. Who wants to go first? Beelzebub. Um, I've heard this one before, and uh, every time I hear it, I just I love it. I relate to it. The idea of you know, if you're able to have a conversation with the things that haunt you, you know, you would really just start to realize that it's kind of like a circle there is no like real separation between you and them they they help you they motivate you they keep you going was there any specific moment in your life that kind of inspired you to write this like any time where you well um i mean it's inspired by a lot of things when i was 10 years old i kind of like had this like i mean i guess since i was 10 years old and i i started developing like anger issues and, 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 and depression and, and anxiety and whatnot um, was around like, you know, nine or 10. And um, I just always thought of like my, I know it's, it's part of me, but it's, I always thought of like my, my anger and my, and my dark side as like, as, as another half. And I mean, I grew up listening to a lot of Eminem and, you know, he, he, he uh, you know, has that whole Eminem Slim Shady um duality side so that i mean that inspired a lot of it there's a there's a few other artists that make um similar similar songs that i was inspired by um where they're where they're sort of having a conversation with themselves and um so and i i've listened to a lot of those over the years and i've always thought i was like oh man someday i'm gonna make that song like for me and maybe it'll be like, maybe I'll make more. I'm actually might make a two part or a three part to that. But like, I was like, someday I'm going to make that. And actually the beginning of that song, um, the first verse that the demon talks, um, that was written like two or three years ago. And then I just finished it recently, uh, a couple weeks ago. But um, yeah, just, just, you know, 
dealing with my own demons and just being influenced by the music and the art around me, basically. Oh, yeah, uh, I really like it. Thank you. Uh, August? It kind of reminded me, um, I don't know if this is one of the songs that you listen to, but The Search by NF. That's what it reminded me of. Yeah, <laughs> that is one, one of the one artists. Of my, like, favorite songs because I... I relate to it and like the poem I relate to it. It's actually um more it's actually more closely um one of the songs I have a list of about five songs that um are kind of inspired it. Um and um what and NF um intro number three where he's talking to uh, his inner fear and he buries it in the backyard um, mm -hmm. and the house represents his, his brain and he's kind of kicking it out of the house or whatnot. Um, another one is more recent. It's um, uh, Alone With Me by Hobson. Um, and one of, one of my favorites um, of all time that I've been listening to for years is My Darling by Eminem. And in that song, he the, when the demon part is talking, he has like this deep voice effect that sounds it's like it sounds like the devil talking, and it sounds it sounds awesome. But um, like I said, I've I've always been inspired by that kind of thing. Yeah, um, it was uh, awesome. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. yeah. It, it actually reminded me. Um, I can't remember where I saw it first. I actually did something like that for one of my classes where. It, I was playing the two parts. Talk. I was the bad guy and the good guy, just switching places, and that reminds me so much of that. And I just loved it because it spoke to all of us because we all have that demon within us, pulling us both ways. We're trying to do one thing, and that the demon is the one who speaks to us and we lose ourselves this because and it fits well with well when you hear it uh my next poem absolutely man i i love that like honestly they're all about different things but a lot of our poems have common themes and they fit very well together um and this is it's like i mean we could we this this show could be a book if you open up the show and read all these poems as a as a as a book, it would it would wrote, read cohesively. Um, so I, I love that we're all like we have all our own styles, but we're all similar artists at heart, and we all kind of mm -hmm. write from the same place and want the same thing. So that's awesome. Um, I can't wait to hear your your demons poem. Um, does anybody else have any questions they want to ask me? All right. Well, that being okay. said, I have a surprise. For you guys tonight um and uh you got me on here performing you got me on here answering questions i got my big bro the oldest lawler up here so we might as well finish out the trio and bring my little sis up here she's gonna perform something for us and uh two two all right she's gonna she's gonna do two things for us and um get some feedback if she's if she's comfortable with that um so you can take the captain's chair my lady and uh here you go
both are named. So, yeah, there's no names to them, but that's all right. Sometimes I lay awake at night wondering why I'm awake, why I'm here. Is, is there a reason I lie awake? Is something going to happen when I go to sleep? Maybe it's because I'm scared or it's the simple fact I'm an insomniac. But humans aren't simple beings. Humans are complex things that cannot be explained no matter how hard we try. One thing can hurt one person's feelings, but not the others. Why? We don't know. We say we do, but we don't. Don't we all have different talents? Yes, but all minds work different. That's why, that's why when you find that special someone, don't let them go. Love them before it's too late or before they find someone they find someone else to love. Then we have. That was awesome. Do you want to do you want to answer questions sure. about that before sure. you go before on to your next piece? Yeah. Okay. All right. Let me let me get everybody up here, real quick. Tessa, that was super deep. That was super I deep. Was I'm still processing. I'm still, pro was... I'm still processing that. Hold on. That wow. one was written when I was 12 and rewritten when I was 14. Okay. Wow. All right, so would I, who would like to go first? August, I saw your hand go up first. Um, I really love the flow, especially like you just said that you wrote it whenever you were 12 and then rewrote it whenever you were 14. Like that's a really deep and like advanced kind of flow for somebody that was that age whenever you wrote it. May I ask uh, what inspired you to write it? Late, well, I was up one night and I was having just really, wasn't really in the clearest headspace and I was dealing with a lot of things. I was also dealing with my mom's death at the time and I was dealing with a breakup and, well, a forced breakup and a bunch of other stuff. Yeah, there's definitely a lot in there, like, pack. Um, you mentioned a lot of a lot of different things. Like I said, like it was deep, and I'm sitting here, I'm sitting here trying to run my show while I'm while I'm processing. And that's the hardest part of like all this poetry thing for me. It's just like I hear you guys' stuff, and then I'm trying to like process it and like figure out how I feel about it and give you my honest feedback, and then still keep the show running. But like, yeah, I mean, that was deep. I mean, like like she said, especially for that age. That is that is amazing. Um, all right, so is there anybody else? Well, uh, I must say the ending tore me apart because it is true. We have to know how to love the person. It could be a friend, it could be a family because you never know when you will lose them. Because today you, because um, this one is a sort of personal experience of one of my co-workers she died literally last week saturday and one of the things she um has so much of dreams now she because one of the things she said she wanted me and her to work together on a book which could never happen because we never even sat down one day to even start to discuss what she wants in the book and anything if her life story that she wanted. So you, we always have to appreciate who we have 
and although we will be arguing with people, that we have to always remember it's okay. That was yesterday. Today's today. What is that bridge we could build to that person? And that line. Ooh, <laughs> you're, you're trying to take me out. Dylan, your family are murderers. They're trying to take us out with so much of deepness. <clears throat> oh man, I love my family, man. They got they got a lot to say and, and they're very they're very deep. Uh Brendan, you had something you want to shadow, you had something you want to say? Uh, Beezabob actually. Oh um yeah, I was gonna say kind of the same thing that uh Ona was talking about was that um you know that line about like loving someone while you can because you know they could either find someone else or you don't know what could happen. That is uh, honestly something really deep for somebody who was, you know, either 12 or 14 at the time. That is a really deep thing to kind of realize and think about, especially after going through such a hard moment. Uh, it's really inspirational how you put those things together during a time of like such struggling. She definitely got it in her blood, for sure, for sure. Oh man, uh, Brendan, did you have anything you wanted to say? Yeah, no, uh, it it definitely kind of uh, kind of blows my mind. You know, you're growing up, both of you are growing up, mad quick. I'm 22 today. Today. Leave me hanging. All right, um, Tessa, you have another piece you want to share with us? All right. Let's uh let's do that. If they thought that one hit hard, this one's gonna hit a little harder. All right. Alright. So another unnamed one. Love it. Sometimes I think that I love you, but most of the time but most of the time oh most of the time I don't. I need to do something before the feelings get out of control. I feel like I have to tell you that I love you, but I can't get myself to do it. I love you, but you don't seem to have interest. But when I talk to you, I feel I feel a spark and I see the way you look at me. After we hang up, the next day I'm ready to tell you, but then I get off then I get choked up and I never do it. So I act like I hate you, but inside I'm deeply in love with her. Wow, a love poem. All right, all right, all right. Uh, you want to talk about that a little bit? All right. Well, let's hear it. Let's hear it from your words first. What inspired that, Tessa? Um. So, like the other one, I was still going through a forced breakup between me and my partner at, at the time. And it was really hard. And, you know, I was also dealing with the fact that I was also in another relationship and that that wasn't really, there wasn't really anything there. So that was like the buffer between the two relationships at the time. And just like having to deal with that, I just needed like something it didn't know what to do. I usually draw instead of writing, but yeah, sometimes she's, she's got a lot of great uh, artwork too. 
uh, I'm definitely going to get her on here with some of her drawings. If I can more, find them. And some of her drawings. Some, she's a little more shy about her drawings, but that's because they're awesome and she's super fucking talented. And uh, yeah, but as you guys just saw, she's super talented. And thank you. Thank you for coming on. Oh, oh, oh okay. I have a challenge. And my challenge is because Dylan said we could put together a book. We could put well, together a book. do it. And your sister will be the one who does all the artwork for that book. I helped him with this. She did. I did she, help him with she that. Helped, she, she helps me with most of my... Uh, uh, when I when I make covers. when I make like a artwork for YouTube, when I put up my um, cover art, um, she helps me with most of that. Because um, I do, I just tweak it. Yeah, yeah, she's she's super artistic and super awesome. Does anybody else have anything they want to uh, ask her about that piece or just in general? I think you need to stick with it and you need to keep writing whenever you do. Hell yeah! All right. Listen, hey. listen to these people. They are super talented artists. They know what they're talking they, about. They really are. They know what they're talking about. Listen to these people. I'm listening to it. They do. I, I kind of don't really. Yeah. Uh, 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 and one thing I will say about myself, writing love poems is one of the hardest things. I, I would like to do a book of love poetry. So far, I only have one piece. <laughs> That's all right. I think I've I think I've written maybe maybe two in my whole life, um, and they weren't they weren't very good. But you know maybe I'll share them with you someday. <laughs> um, Tessa, I appreciate you so much yeah. for coming on. Thank you so much. Happy birthday, uh, I'm gonna dip out. Bye. All right. Bye. See you, kid. Right. That was awesome. That was a surprise to me. She came to me like during the intermission, and she was like, "Hey, can I just?" Pop in and it's a surprise, and I was like, "Hell yeah, that was awesome! That was awesome!" Um, all right, so who wants? Now we are kind of um at the point where we're getting to like third poems or whatnot. Um, who would like to do a third one? Okay, well, I have my own sets. Uh, can you guys hear me? Yes, yes, you're frozen, but we can hear you. So all right, because maybe... my phone is a completely black screen right now. Oh well, maybe you, um, you can click out of the thing and, and come back in. Uh, maybe that'll work. Um, but we'll have we'll, you can try that, and we'll have Uno perform his poem while you're getting that figured out. Mm -hmm. All right. Uh, what's this one called? It's the demons one, right? Oh, okay. No, this one is no demons was before. This one is one I said I wrote for the mental health thing, but this is a more extended version because it was too long, so I had to rework it for them. So this is the uncut version of life for rent. All right. <clears throat> life for rent. In a place where my dreams and realities become a tale of anguish. I hear whispered laments, a sympathy of woes, a saga of a life put on hold. 
life for rent. That's how it has to be a soul trap within the walls, so thin inside this mind. My perilous emotions collide, fighting battles unseen where scars reside. This world full of masks, fake happiness in a social media madhouse of fashion. I'm lost in the labyrinth of disconnection where I see others progress moving forward with ease. I, <clears throat> well, I am stuck, stifled by unease, right where you left me. I see myself an empty vessel, a sobier, used by others as they please, without care. My will seems to serve their needs, while my own desires drown, lost amongst weeds, pains, and disconnect, and a heavy chain wrap around my heart that never wanes oh stranded by reality that cannot i cannot grasp i wander alone wearing this mask everyone around me they saw they tried a cruel remind, <clears throat> reminder that i failed to survive their lives paint the town red with purpose vibrant and bright while mine lingers in an overwhelming midnight my progress feel meaningless, devoid of wood. This sympathy of despair, pain, takes birth. It consumes my days. It clings to my soul. This constant companion, a bitter, supermassive black hole. Yet through the darkness, a glimmer remains, a flicker of strength that defies these chains of pain. <clears throat> This has carved me to my core. I hold it dear as I've learned to endure in this life for rent where sorrows abide. I find solace in knowing I am not alone on this ride. Others too bear burdens unseen. Within this shared pain, a connection with glean. As the world progresses and leaves me behind, my journey is unique a tale undefined. In pain, I find purpose. In darkness, I grow. This life may be for rent. My spirit shall never be sold. And that's life for rent. I like that, dude. I like that. That's, that's going to be, it's going to be, I always say this and I keep, I keep like kicking myself in the ass because I say, "Oh, this is gonna be my favorite one that you've ever done," and then you do another one. I'm like, "Oh, that's that's on that's gonna be on the favorite list too." Well, wait. If once midnight hits before doesn't hit before, I have the fourth one ready, and that one is a second one, just for the birthday. All right. Well, uh, I I have two more poems that I want to do. Um, and you sound like you got one more that you're going to do. Yeah. So, uh, if everyone else is too tired, it'll at least be you and me here, uh, go, going at it for the last, last couple rounds. Mm -hmm. But, uh, yeah, let's get, um, let's, let's get everybody up here and, and see what they thought of, thought of that. <coughs> mm -hmm. Uh, does anybody who, who, which one of you wants to go first? Oh, I, I forgot August. Jesus. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> My computer, it, it moves things around. Sorry. 
Piazma. Uh, uh, I really like that. I like the several metaphors and references, like supermassive black hole and math. Again, it's a really good metaphor. I like to see that you keep revisiting it. It is, it's really good, and I love the title of the poem mm. itself. I mean, it's just a really, it's really good. I really, I think that one's my favorite that you've done tonight. Yeah, he has such a way with words. Yeah, the the the, the metaphors are always like your your metaphors. And you're the, the way, like, like she was saying, like, just the, like I was saying before, the way you put words together and just mm -hmm. you, you make me think about things in a way that, like, I, I haven't, like, didn't in a before, or, or just like from a new perspective or whatever. Like, it's you definitely have a way with that. Uh, anybody else? August, I agree with the statement about like the metaphors and how you put things together because there were a few things in there that's like I've never thought about this like in this way before, and then you kind of like influenced me to think of it in a different way reading that, and it's it's amazing, absolutely. Yeah. absolutely. Because, awesome. um, I, I remember one of my um, this was when I was in college doing my bachelor's of education. So one of the questions, one of the professor asked was, who is your favorite philosopher? I literally say, I am my own favorite philosopher. I make up my own quotes. <laughs> Hell yeah. Hell yeah. I used to, I used to make up my own quote. Actually, I, I made, I wrote so many good quotes at one point um, in the school I was in. Uh, they started putting them on the walls. Uh, or at least one teacher, she had a couple of my quotes outside on the walls. And she put them like, she put them on like a Word document. And she put like a, a fancy picture behind it. So it looked like a quote that she got mm -hmm. off. Uh, but yeah, and it, and it was like Dylan Lawler. But yeah, I, I like that. You're your own favorite philosopher. You live by your own rules, make up your own philosophies and, and theories on life. Hell yeah. Hell yeah, man. Yeah, uh, that's cool. Uh, definitely powerful message every time you come on. Absolutely. Yep. Absolutely. Um, who who would like to go next? Uh, I have another poem I could do. All right. Uh, let's let's uh, hear it. What what is this one called? Um. Who I am. Who I am. All right. Who all right. <sighs> I never met a stranger quite like me. Never once have my lips passed such judgment or my mind sunk so deep in sin at a stranger. Neither the, whether the stranger moves past me with all the features I cut at the painting of myself with a blade for or not, I never once felt so darkly for a stranger as this. Never knowing if the mirror speaks of who I am, of where I could be, and of what I am, or if it lies for the sake of belittling me into nothing like all the rest of me does. I get used to it. This stranger and how disgusted I am with them. How inadequate they are to standards I never should have made for myself, and maybe never did. How fake and untrustworthy my own eyes are yet how desperate and red-rimmed they are. I never met a stranger like me, nor my reflection. Never felt the urge to know someone less, never felt the urge to cleanse myself after just a simple touch. 
never felt this dark and disgusted like a person for a person who maybe never existed the way I see they do. I never met a stranger so built on assumptions and miscalculations and cruelty as I am. I never hated a stranger quite like me. I don't know who I am and that changes nothing. Wow. Again, make, giving me chills down my spine. Um, and also, that one was sort of, uh, like I was just saying, kind of the Uno is like, you, you sometimes have a way of, of making me think of things from a different perspective. And like, I, I, I like the last line in particular. Um, I don't know who I am. Um, and, and it doesn't make a difference is what, or, or. Yeah. And it changes nothing. It changes nothing. My bad. Yeah. And it changes nothing. I, I like that. I like that. That's, um, would you, would you like to talk about it a little bit in your own words? Um, yeah. Uh, as I came forward about on this show before, I struggle with something called body dysmorphic disorder, which basically means I don't recognize myself. I don't, I mean, I recognize myself or I, I don't, but most people with BDD usually do, but they just don't like themselves. They find a feature that is wrong or is flawed. But for me, my case is severe enough to the point where I don't recognize myself, period. I feel like a stranger. And yet this stranger is someone I just, I am disgusted with, like throughout all of me. And I've been trying to dig deeper into that, try to discover the ways I can finally you know, like myself or get to know this stranger. At least accept, accept yourself as, as, you know, this is, these are parts of me. These are, you know, like we were talking about earlier, like we all have um, sort of, sort of different, different parts. And, and I, 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 I struggle with not feeling, um, I mean, adequate, self-confident, pick a, pick an adjective, pick a word. I mean, it, I mean, I, I definitely, I definitely feel what you're saying with um, just feeling kind of disgusted with with yourself and and sort of not 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 wanting to look in the mirror sometimes, not wanting to even show your face um, to to yourself. Um, and I mean, your mask is amazing, um, but I'm sure the face behind it is just as amazing. And I hope that you learn to come to terms with that and, and accept both parts as as part of you hopefully uh, yeah so i'll i'll uh i'll bring everybody up here and see what they think who wants to speak well i must say well i haven't been there anything but the way b you said it because i have a piece called my mind and me darker and it's so much as another reflection. Uh, I, I find, I'm finding a lot of my poetry and your poetry reflected a lot. And it's like, I don't know who I am, but I just go with emotions. I find all the flaws, all the people, as I said when um, in the beginning, I don't think I perform all that well, but getting the love from you all, I am now seeing myself okay, but still do not believe it, that I 
I'm that good. Uh, because as you say, uh, you see flaws in yourself, I also see flaws in myself. Well said. Well said. I, 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 like I said, I, I definitely understand that. Just the, the, mm -hmm. you know, you, you, we're all flawed, and we all, we all think the worst of ourselves in our own ways. Um, and anybody else have anything to add to that? Oh, August. It's always one of those things listening to you and talk about your poems and the things that inspired them. It's always like one of those things that it runs chills down your spine and you just, even if you don't have experience with it, you get it, but you can feel it. And like your metaphors and how you word things, it all comes together into one beautiful piece. Thank you. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you guys for sharing your, your feedback again. I, for the, well, I don't know even know how many times I've said it, but you get you guys have amazing feedback for each other, and I think that um, helping. I think that it's going to help build all of our self confidence. Like we were just talking about, we all have problems with self confidence, um, and I think that getting this feedback is really going to help with that. So um, I, I appreciate you guys for sharing your your honest feedback and and whatnot with each other. That's awesome. Um, all right, uh, Brendan or August, is there a third piece either of you would like to do? I have one. Okay, all right. We can get we can get August up here real quick. And what is it called? It's called Labels. Labels, all right. All right, let's hear it. I hate them. These names and labels being added to the diagnostic list, my diagnostic list. Names such as schizoaffective disorder, OSDD type 1A, autism spectrum disorder, and others that follow the list below it. Labels that list a heavier burden than names and terms listed on the sheet and the medications prescribed to treat them. The society that turns these terms and labels them psychopath, monster, and retard. The list keeps growing longer the labels become the heavy burden that I struggle to travel along with. Labels that feel like my feet and wrists are shackled and leaving me no room to just be free to be me without the tormenting labels that people like to use to consider themselves funny and leave me on the outskirts of normalcy. It leaves my heart cold and bitter. It makes me wanting, my iPad just turned off. Uh... It makes me wanting to put on the mask I work so desperately to tear off and burn the list of names and terms that haunt me and will haunt me until I drag myself to death's doorstep and beg him, plead with him to just take me. That's it. Sorry, my bad. Um, that was, that was um, deep and intense. And I mean, don't get me wrong. A lot of what you write had is deep, but that just, um, to me anyway, had a, a little bit of like, um, I don't know. It, it just it just hit me deeper for some reason. Um, do you do you, do you want to talk a little bit? When when did you write that? I wrote it fairly recently. The 
one of the diagnoses on there, OSDD type 1A, is a fairly new diagnosis. And it was, it's one that I'm still struggling to accept as being something like, hey, having a proper diagnosis could help me in the future. Um, because there's just so many added labels that society has made and built that kind of comes with it. You kind of get labeled or mislabeled with other things along with things having uh, schizoaffective disorder and then autism. Like it all comes with labels from society that have a heavier burden than the actual diagnosis. I mean, sometimes, and I, I, uh, the the interview during halftime was a little choppy, so I don't know if people heard it. But something I was saying, I believe the other day in the interview, was um, I just I don't back when back when our parents were kids, they didn't even have labels for these uh, mm-hmm. things. You know, they were just you're you're screwed up, kid. Whatever, you know, yeah. um, and they just lock you away somewhere or whatever. Um, and I think that we've come a long way from that. And that's great. But now I think we're moving in like the opposite direction or like too far, you know, because one thing that these labels do is they scare the fuck out of kids. They're like, I have what I'm 14. I'm 13 years old or whatever. I have, I have what, you know what I mean? And, and the other thing it does is it makes you feel like not, you have this, this condition, Mm -hmm. you are this condition. And, and, and it, puts this stigma in your brain. Like, like I, I, and you start attributing all the things you do in your life to this, this, Oh, I have, you know, I do this because I have this or whatever. And it's like, and it it defines you, it becomes your whole identity. And I don't, I like that science has moved on from just sticking kids in the loony bin or or in a placement or whatever. But, you know, I think we need to hit somewhere in the middle. Like, Mm -hmm. yeah, we, we have labels for all these things, but I mean, they're, they're coming up with labels for like, I mean, it was just, it used to be just anxiety. And now it's like anxiety type A, type B, like all these different, you know what I mean? And it's like, it's great that we have the science to study it and and that we're, and that we're actually putting the effort into studying it. But it, it, yeah, I don't think uh, labels are always the best thing, especially for kids with Mm -hmm. with getting new diagnosis or anybody getting a new diagnosis. It's scary. It is. I, I have, I have what, my mom, she passed away, and I usually just tell people she had lung cancer because the name of her disease is so long, it's hard to pronounce it. Um, but it's the short version is pulmonary Langerhans. Um, and it's, it's a disease called Langerhans that attacks um, your muscle tissue and whatnot. And this happens to be pulmonary, which is in your lungs, which means parts of her lungs became solid like as like the tissue became solid as rocks um, until she had had had, and and other and other medical things that were caused by that. But um, the the, when I I did a lot of research on her disease and just like, but whenever I would tell somebody it it has like, that's a short name. It has like a a long, like 10 word name. Mm -hmm. um, Whenever I would like tell somebody that they just like stare at me like what? That's why I just say lung cancer because yeah. people understand cancer they can because that's a label that we're familiar with because you know everything is cancer this and cancer that yet you know how many however many decades later we still haven't found a cure but yeah that's that's another topic for another time (laughs) um but yeah i mean yeah you definitely i definitely agree with you uh 
I've been too busy talking. Let's let's get <laughs> other people up here and see what they think. Hmm. Who wants to go first? Comments, questions, concerns? Uh, I heard Brennan. I saw Brennan raise his hand first. Shadow? Yeah. Uh, kind of going on what you guys were saying. I just uh, kind of wanted to put my sense in as far as, especially as kids growing up, um, they're more so, I feel, as an opinion. Yeah. You know, you're a kid. You're growing up. You're going through a lot of things hormonally, uh, environmentally, mentally. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think it's necessarily right to be labeling, uh, labeling kids. Uh, right. But it's something, it's something me and him have have both gone through. Yes. Kids and and teenagers is a lot of labels, a lot of therapists, a lot of just bullshit, and it's yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've seen, I, I've seen a yeah. lot of it, and like yeah. going to school and stuff like that. Like we're kids, like who maybe had issues, but were like had this label placed on them whenever they were young, and they were like placed in special education classes when they really didn't need to be in special education classes. Yeah. Um, uh, often, oftentimes, the disabilities or the labels are whatever you want to call them, kind of tend to conform conform mm-hmm. you as you grow up to the mm-hmm. image of what someone would expect. You know. Yeah. yeah. Um, Beelzebub, she has something she wants to say. Oh, yeah. Sorry for the sudden lighting change. Um, but I did want to say I really relate to that feeling uh, of like the diagnostic list just keeps getting longer and longer and you just feel so much smaller in comparison. Mm-hmm. It, some days it kind of feels like you're a dictionary of everything everybody doesn't like, including yourself. It is It is just, it, I, I relate to the feeling and I'm like, I love to see that it's being written about. Hmm. Yeah. What I have to say with this labeling, as a teacher of students who have special needs, I find it places everybody in a box that is even worse because you might have your own opinion or something or be a different way. Why do you need to be labeled? Why can't you just um, say that you're young, you're learning something different because now uh, it is becoming too politically correct. It, it, it's so more politically incorrect because you make everybody feel something is wrong with them. Because mm-hmm. people will stop saying because the mantra of special education is person first. So it will be like a boy with autism, it used to be. Now I hear they changing it again. Then you will say like ADHD. Um, in some circuits now, it is wrong to even say ADHD. They want to put a new label on it. And why? Because everybody knows what is going on. Okay. Like because you keep the person who they are um, do anything wrong. <coughs> Definitely, like, I see it a lot either in schools or 
even like in homes, I've seen like parents of my friends like who also have like a special need or a mental disability or anything in between where like their parents are like, oh, they have this and then they treat them as if they are just that disability. And it it's insane to me. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Because yeah, we true. need to stop putting anybody in boxes. We need to make them who they are, see them for as a human. Humanity first, not disability. Do, because yes, look, well, um, like the boomer means, he'll say, oh, that, as Dylan said, um, oh, oh, you just messed up, blah, blah, blah. But yes, it's good to know what causes it to correct it, not to put it as a label on the person. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Man, I love that. I, I, I invited so many like, like-minded people on here. Like, this is what I wanted. Just like a, a discussion, man. Like, this is this is great. It Best birthday present, present ever. Thank you guys so much. You're uh, does anybody else have anything they want to add to um to that conversation or ask August um, before I do my number three? All right, I'm gonna do my number three, and uh, this is another response to write something happier, write something more upbeat, write something. All right, <laughs> um, this one is called uh, Manifest Destiny. Um, and it is, um, as close as you're going to get to me being upbeat. So here we go. Since a preteen, I knew that I wanted it. I've been causing this scene. Yeah, I've been with the problem is because I knew that one day I'd be fulfilling the promises I made to myself when the pit I was in just seemed bottomless. And I think that this shit right here is how mama wanted it. I'm impressing the people who know what an artist is and rejecting the evil because I don't want a part of it. I'm climbing this mountain to get to the top of it, manifesting my dreams while I'm building my confidence and investing in me because ain't no one stopping it. Yeah, I'm turning back into someone that I want to be. I'm going to pick up my pen and live, I'm going to live up my dreams. I'm going to handle my business and not worry about things that are out, out of my reach and that I cannot fix. But I'm fixing the rails, getting back on the track. I'm going to channel my feelings and master my craft and then train all the skills that I currently lack so I can carry the world without breaking my bag. And I'm not the best, but I'm getting better, bleeding onto the page because my heart's on the sleeve of my sweater, the sweater that covered me through rainy weather, but the wetter the better, I thrive with no shelter. So bring on the rain and the thunder and lightning. There's pain hidden under, but that's what's exciting. It's keeping me sane, it's keeping me fighting, and there's strength that I gain when I put it in writing. But I, do, I don't do it for me. I'm here for the people. I'm giving them weapons to fight off the evil. I'm hanging our banner from streetlights and steeples. Take the ghettos and churches and show them we're equals. Because I can sit here all day and watch the views and subscribers go up. But analytical data, that for me just isn't enough. I needed to know that there's souls that I've touched. I need to know that there's something I touch when I'm talking to you. I need to know that something inside of me lights up lights up the darkness in you. I need to know that there's something you feel when I'm spitting the truth that helps you get through and gives you the power to move when you're dazed and confused and it feels like the world has been weighing on you. So to all the lost boys across the land, y'all are my family. I'll never have fans. This is me reaching out to give you my hand. This is us banding together and taking a stand. One in a million, that is our chance, but that one is enough because I got a plan. Just don't ever listen when they tell you you can't. Damn, 
What'd you guys think? Yeah, okay. I love that. Yeah, 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 yeah that's what me. Um, lost white crown. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, questions? Yeah, I, I mean, I don't have a question, but I do have a comment. Yeah, yeah. Um, I absolutely. I mean, I love that. That is. Okay. I love that. That is your response to write something happier. I'm sorry, you guys. If you guys can hear my dog. Um, uh, I, I love that that is your response to write something happier. That's just, uh, that's an incredible way to approach it. Cause that is a positive thing. That is a positive, you know, poem. Like that is positive, even if it doesn't seem like it, it just, it's really good. I love it. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, that's what I was going for. I was really trying to like write something that was more, less, less NF, more like, you know, Eminem, when he's like, you know, hyping himself up and, and telling himself he's the best and whatnot, like, you know, because I feel like every rapper and every artist has those two, even if they don't release one or the other to the public, they have those two kind of things where they're like, there's, there's sometimes, especially, especially when you write rap and stuff like that, <laughs> like you kind of just gotta like, you gotta own it and you gotta realize like, I, I wouldn't be here if I wasn't talented. If I didn't have something, I wouldn't be able to write this. And like, you know, going back to what we said before, I have I have self-confidence issues. It's hard for me to get on camera. It's hard for me to do a lot of stuff. It was very, very, very fucking hard to write that because I had to, to write something. I have to feel like it's real and like feel like I'm actually like, I, like I have to feel it. Um, you know, I, I, there, I can't put anything on paper or spit anything that's not, that's not real. Um, and so I had to get into this headspace where like, I felt like I, I am, I am the fucking king of my castle. I am, I am, you know, master of my dreams. I can fucking handle this shit. Like shit's good. Like shit's, shit's hard, but like, I, I'm seeing shit, how shit's panning out. I'm looking at the show. I'm looking at my poetry and, and, out, and I'm like, yo. You know, first of all, this is this shit is how Mama would have wanted it, and second of all, like this is how I want it, and and, I, and I'm doing it. So, um, yeah. Anybody, yeah. anybody else? Help me? Go ahead. Uh, yeah. Sorry for disappearing. Um, I just started having a nosebleed underneath my. Ooh, I'm mask. sorry. Yeah, if you need to, if you need to go take care of that, that's that's no problem. Yeah. Um, it's okay. I'm, it's stopped now. Uh, my mask is covered in blood, but that's all right. I, I can oh. oh no! Do you want to? Can you switch masks to the other one? Uh, the other one isn't a speaking mask. As much as I wish I could, it's okay though. Uh, it's alright. That's alright. All right. Well, I appreciate you powering through it. I, I apologize for uh, your your nosebleed if it was um, stress related at all. Um, I was. Oh, I was going to ask. Does anybody else have any questions for me? More of a comment, but um, it I love the like part that was about lost boys, and that's genuinely what this show is. It's you reaching out to people, bringing them together, and creating a kind of community and family. And I love that you put that in there. That's that's absolutely like that's that's what the end of that piece was. It was like you know to all the lost boys across the land, like you know what I mean. Like this. 
and I and I put in there and something I I, I will always say no matter how famous I get, um, y'all are my family. I'll never have fans. Okay. I, I I stress that a million times. Um, and and for real, like it, it wouldn't be, dude. Nobody would be able to get. Yeah, nobody would ever. How long ago did you write that piece? Or speak anything without without their without their fans, and that that really makes you guys family, and that's that's awesome. Thank you guys for the support. How long ago did you write that piece? How long ago did I write that piece? Um, that was, I believe, right after the. I, I actually started, okay, I started writing, so what I do is a lot of my stuff is I'll come up with a line or two, and then I'll write that, and I'm like, okay, that sounds great, and then later I'll come up with another, and then I'll look through my, you know, Word docs, and I'll be like, these have similar themes, maybe I can rhyme something in between them, and fit them together into one song to make it work, and because, you know what I mean, you're not always feeling like in the mindset to sit there and write the entire entire thing, but um, I think I started it like, I would say about three months ago and I finished it, um, about a month and a half ago, shortly after the, the first or second show that we did. Um, I believe it was the show. Yeah. I believe it was the second show that we did. I, I, fin I, I, I finished it, um, completely. So, you know, I, I'm a perfectionist. I go in a million times and and go back on things that I thought that I had finished and, and rework it. But yeah, it's, it's recent for me at least. Um, but yeah, yeah. I, I appreciate your guys' uh, comments and questions and thank you guys for coming on. Um, we got one more from you and one more from me. Correct. Uno? Yes. Unless anybody yes, else I, fourth piece. I can I can oh. do one more. I can do one more. I'll do one more. Okay. All right. So uh, shadows. Uh, one more for me. Yes. Yeah, so. well, I can do a little one, I guess. Oh yeah. All right. August, you want to hop in on this? Sure. Yeah. But... All right. All right. We're all doing one more. We're gonna start with Uno. All right, man. What's this one called? Well, this is the one that I told you is your. Birthday treat, September. September, hell yeah, man, hell yeah. Uh, so, so let me give you your life story, my version. Okay. <laughs> All right, this should be interesting. All right. Okay. Beyond the sky, beyond the stars, on a September eve, a gentle soul was born, destined to believe every trial. Every tribulation faced, he stood strong, persevered, and never disgraced. A beacon of resilience, he overcame every hurdle that life cast in his name. A heart so vast, blessing in disguise. He extended a lifeline, wiping tears from weary eyes. A spoken word maestro, an artist supreme, his words like paintbrushes created a dream his voice brushed the canvas of the endless sky maroon the hues of his compassion where hope does not die turning 22 in 420 life living 
above and beyond. Decades more, he strikes his spirit ever fond. Once a lost boy, now a Peter Pan he has grown, setting souls free, guiding them to their own. He, he revels in the magic, living to be, unfolding life's wonders for all to truly see. In his gentle hands, he soothes troubles with ease, whispering solace into heart, a gentle breeze. In him, the world discovers serenity, serenity, a guiding light, a haven, and a sanctuary. Within the depths of his soul, love's river does flow, nurturing countless spirits, helping them grow. Let us celebrate this soul, so rare, who touches with his tender love and care, his wondrous journey, may he always find peace as his words paint the sky and his blessings increase. And as my picture says, happy birthday, Dylan Laula, and happy 22. Thank you. That was sick, dude. I'm fucking Peter Pan, motherfuckers. What's up? <laughs> that was awesome, dude. That was awesome. Oh, thank you. Oh, you're most welcome, dude. Like what, I, like what's I said, the best way to end your birthday? I can count. Not a fitting tribute. I mean, I can count on on probably one one hand the number of times someone's done something like made something artistic for me. Mm -hmm. um, one of them was. This my girlfriend just made this poster for us. This is our official, sister, don't forget official sister. New our official new banner. Oh yep, she she helped she helped out. Yep. Um, you know, but like, it's just such a wonderful feeling to have somebody like make something and and be artistic for you and just that's that was a wonderful tribute. Thank you, man. Thank you. I appreciate it. Most welcome. Um, As I say. Um, that is my version of a lighter note. <laughs> Does uh, anybody else have anything they want to say about uh, that piece that he did? I about think it me? was a really good tribute. I think it, it, it got you well. Yes. <laughs> that is yeah. That is That was great. <laughs> hell yeah. Hell yeah. All right, guys. Who wants to go next? I can. All right. That was... Sorry, I wasn't looking at that was Beelzebub, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. All right, sorry. All right. What is this one called? Icarus. Icarus. Like the uh the Greek the Greek myth. Okay. Yeah. Uh, flew too close to the sun. All right. Uh okay. I kind of grabbed my book for this, so check it out on his uh Amazon Hive Mind and Maggots. I'm Icarus, my father gave me wings. Built into the wax, he had melted with a lighter. My father's wings smelled of whiskey and diesel. When I raised them to fly, the whiskey dripped off them and into my open, hopeful mouth. The taste was unlike what I knew, and soon I found myself cradling the harness in my lap and sucking the feathers dry. I was soon too drunk to fly. I will stay as I sober, as he has done. The day I... One day I will give the wings to my son. That was uh, that was 
shorter than I expected, but that had, um, I, I assume that had a very like personal and I like, I like the metaphor, first of all. So let me just get that out of the way. First of all, I'm a huge fan of Greek myths. So I love the, the reference and, and the metaphor and how that um, relates to sort of your, your feelings in your own life. Do you want to, do you want to talk about how that, that metaphor relates to you in your own life? Um, yeah. So basically my father, uh, he has a history of alcoholism. He's sober now, but, uh, growing up, it affected me. And, uh, I'm someone who is just now starting to get sober myself. And the whole idea of it is that like, you know, Icarus and his father were the ones who went on that journey together uh, to escape. And Icarus flew too close to the sun. And it's around the same kind of metaphor of, you know, I'm trying to do what my father couldn't. And I'm trying to fly, but we both flew a little too close to something that was too powerful for us. I like that metaphor. That is that is a very very apt metaphor for drugs is it's something that's like the sun. It, it's something that it makes us feel good. It gives us life and whatnot, but it can, it can be dangerous. It, it has that, it has that uh, it's a double-sided blade as they say. Um, yeah. And you get, you get too close to it and sometimes you can't pull away and you get burnt. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I definitely understand that. I have, I've struggled with addiction myself and I have a lot of, most of my friends have struggled with addiction at one point or another. Um, and um, I mean, yeah, I just, I'd be, thank you for coming on and talking about that. First of all, cause it's a hard thing to talk about, but um, especially not only drug abuse, but um, and, 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 and recovering, um, but also anything to do with family is so hard to talk about. So um, I appreciate you coming on and, and talking about that. Let's, let's see what uh, everybody else has to say about it. Uh, who would like to, Uno? Yeah. So I just loved it and how it spoke to addiction. But I'm going to say it in a different way because I don't drink or smoke or anything. But I will say addiction comes in many forms. And like my addiction, a lot of people will laugh and think, but it's like even things we eat, say, I love um, oily foods and I love all these unhealthy things. So I literally will feel like it's an addiction to me because I cannot do without having all the junk. And like today I had a medical and found out a few things that I need to work on and try to brace myself from the addiction of wanting all the things that is killing me slowly. Um, there was a, I don't know if anybody's seen it. There was a documentary called Super Size Me where this guy ate nothing but McDonald's for months. And then when he came off of it, he actually DT'd and had, and had withdrawals from all the sugar and the fat and the sodium mm -hmm. and the caffeine and the shit that our government is pumping into our body by the truckload. Um, so mm -hmm. it, it is an addiction, man. You're right. It is. Mm -hmm. it, it is. It's just disguised with a literally a smiley face on it. 
Why do you think? Why do you think McDonald's is literally a smiley face? Because it's like, oh, it's like that creepy little crap, that creepy little clown. Trust me with your children. I'm a creepy clown. Give them a half fucking poison. So was it? Yeah, yeah. Um, does anybody else have anything they'd like to add or say? Uh, August. I. Another poem that I really relate to, uh, struggling myself with some alcoholism and then growing up around alcoholism, it's another, like, you describe it very well, and the metaphor that you use is perfect, and as far as, like, it feels good, I'm going to have more of it, and just, it's, it's detrimental, really, and... I like Dylan said. I appreciate you writing about it. Yeah. I'm glad. Uh, Brandon, you you got something to add? Yeah. Uh, I just want to say thank you for you know coming out and sharing and, and touching on on a topic like that. You know, coming from somebody who has struggled a lot, and I, I guess you could say is still struggling in a lot of ways. Um, yeah, I appreciate you you touching on those topics. Um, of course. And, and again, your, your your metaphors are, are incredible, and I appreciate every time you come on. It's my pleasure. Hell yeah! All right, thank you, thank you guys so much for giving each other feedback. Um, all right, let's see. Um, you you've gone, you've gone, you've gone. It's me and Brendan. For our last, uh, and yeah, me and Brendan for our last pieces, correct? Everyone else is done for? Okay, all right. Brendan, you're up, bro. Yeah, I was like, let me go. So I, all right. Oh, all right. This is uh, pretty short, I guess. Mm -hmm. um, it's just kind of one of those things that, that was just kind of jotted down, I guess. Just a, a stream of consciousness type thing. I don't really have a name for it, but I guess it would be Time to Fly, I guess, if I had to pick one. All right, let's hear it. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> Where do I begin? Well, I'm full of sin, so come right in and I'll show you that. I like my grin, so if you think you can come take it then, this is the end. I don't know what's been happening inside my brain. I feel insane upon this train. There is no joy, there's only pain. Inside my mind, I can't unwind. I don't know why I even try. Don't tell me lies, I cannot cry. But it's time to fly and maybe touch the sky. And that's that. Short, you said it earlier, short but sweet, man. Short and kind of just... It's, it gets to the point, but it, it, I mean, like I said, like I said to August earlier, it, it doesn't have to be long to convey emotion and like, you know, and be, be deep and, and meaningful. Um, when, when did you jot that down? I can't hear you. Oh, am I muted? <laughs> can, you, can you hear me now? I don't know if that's me or. It, oh, and I think it might be <laughs> you. That was me. That was me. I muted. Yeah. Okay. Um, when when did you jot that down? Uh, 
Uh, that's that's kind of been sitting in a notebook for for some time, I guess. Damn. Well, I appreciate you pulling one out of the vault for us. I've been, I've been saying all night, like we we all got shit like tucked away in the vault, you know, a pad or whatever somewhere that, you know. But thanks for uh, thanks for sharing that and and digging it out of the vault for us. Yeah, definitely. You know, it's you know really really, this show is kind of the only. This is the first time I've like shared any anything really. Uh, I mean, I you've kind of heard some things, obviously. A few things, yeah. But. And, but Dude, I'm telling you, you're killing it, man. I'm telling you, like, you 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 didn't believe me, but you've heard it from what six other people tonight at least. I mean, we had a few, we had a few drop out of here, um, uh, uh, along the way, but you know, you like everybody in here, talented, and, and like I told you when I brought you on the show, man, like everyone here, in my opinion, is a top tier artist, like top shelf, like. I go, I go to a bar, like, they're all that they're all on the top shelf. You know, you're definitely the whiskey. I was, was going to say, grab the whiskey. <laughs> well, yeah, no, they're, you guys you guys are all top, top shelf artists, man. Like, I don't put any of you above anybody, and I wouldn't have invited anybody on here if I didn't think they were up to par with um, just the level of talent going on here. I mean, not to say that everybody I've had on my show isn't, isn't talented, but you know, I definitely, um, I picked some great ones tonight. I, I could only fit so many, but, um, I definitely picked some great ones. And I'm glad you were one of them. Uh, absolutely. Mom, I'm, I'm glad I came out, man. It's, it's definitely been a good, been a good night. Hell yeah. Um, does anybody else want to ask Brandon any questions? That one was uh, not Brendan. Sorry. Um, <laughs> James. If that was, I mean, it was short, but it was insanely, like, it was really emotional and deep, and I really like it. I love I love the um, ending line. My memory is kind of failing me right now, but I I just really loved it. I related to it. I think it's it's really good. Short, but really good. Good thing is you can go back and watch it. It's all recorded. Yeah. Um, any, uh, anybody else? August? I didn't know if it's you were like, Yeah. It's like Dylan said, like it doesn't have to be long to still like get to the point and convey emotion. And that conveyed a lot of emotion, even though it was short and I loved it. I appreciate that very much. Yeah, because I I will say it, um and I am sure we know a lot of potholes in the road where it could it is deep, it's a small, but it does a lot of damage. But you're in, you are the reverse. You are the pothole that will actually do a lot of good. And that was a wow poem. Thank you very much. Absolutely. Well, Absolutely. well um, one question about, um, and this is for Shadow about the Bloody Boy. So, what was it like growing up with Dylan and seeing how he progressed? You know, honestly, um, you know, back when we were kids, back when we were younger, you know, it was just kind of something we we kind of screwed around with a little bit. You know, we watched a lot of, you know, we watched like Eight Mile, and, you know, stuff like that. 
Um, and it was something that we kind of tossed around a little bit growing up. Um, and we also, we also used to write a lot of stories together and stuff like that. Yeah. Right. Stories and some of the games we used to play, uh, they were, I guess, I guess for lack of a better term, kind of like RPG. You know, you like create your character and, and you know, not, but, uh, you know, seeing, seeing technical the term is out. LARPing, I believe. LARPing, okay, yeah, thank you, thank you. <laughs> you Live know, action so, role plays. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's where the name Shadow came from. Yeah. Ah, yeah. Yep, yep. You know, so kind of, and I, that, that was something I kind of wanted to touch on too, as far as my name. Like, that comes from kind of a personal place. Dylan's kind of the only one that, that would really catch on that. Um, but it comes from Shadow and Bolt, which essentially were our characters in said game that we had going for for many, many years on and off growing up. Um, but just kind of you know, seeing, seeing the way he's grown and not only in his writing, but as, as a person. Um, mm-hmm. It really blows my mind sometimes, you know? You're doing a great thing here, man. Thanks, man. I appreciate yeah, I really, it. I really appreciate it. And and I hope you know mom would be proud. Absolutely. Of course I do. <laughs> She's sitting right over here in this uh we got, her, we got her ashes in this box right here with all this awesome stuff. There's my sister again. Um, and she's she's sitting here. She's watching over us, and I know that she's be proud. What do you think the technical difficulties came from? All she's hacking the system, man. It's who are we gonna call? The Ghostbusters aren't picking up. I don't know. I don't know what to do. Oh man. They stand a chance. Well, uh, on that note, um, I my next piece is actually a piece that I wrote for mom um, a few years ago. Doing? By the way, uh. uh August also hasn't gotten to the fourth piece yet. Oh, my bad. I'm sorry. I'm all I'm all scr- I'm all scrambled up. Okay, well, we'll let we'll let August go first and then I will do a piece um, that I wrote for my mom back in like I think middle middle school or something like that and then I finished it. But uh we'll we'll have we'll have August go I apologize for that. It's getting it's getting late, it's been a long night. Uh, what is your fourth piece? It's called The Arsonist. The Arsonist. That sounds chaotic. <laughs> oh, let's, let's get it. I fell in love with fire. All it took was one spark, and then suddenly there was a burst of flames and smoke. Bright colors of yellow, red, and orange followed by gray clouds. It meant something to me. There's always light in the dark. So I took the gasoline and matches and tried to burn down my home and bridges. My face lit up, just like the flames engulfing everything. This was good. There was light. There was happiness. Whenever it was clear, the please look on my, please look on my face faded. Sadly, the only thing left burnt was myself. I like that one. Um, what? What inspired that one, and uh, when did you write it? Um, I wrote it like two months ago. It's kind of a running joke in my friend group that I'm the arsonist of the friend group. <laughs> uh, 
usually if there's like a bonfire happening, it's because of me. <laughs> because that's like just kind of like a for whatever reason a calming environment for me. Just sitting outside, having like some sort of bonfire, um, and just kind of like chilling out there for a little bit with like a drink or something. Like that's yeah, that's my like period of relaxation. And it turned into an entire joke with my friend group saying that I'm an arsonist. <laughs> Every birthday up until this one right here has been a fire, a fire where I, where I invite whatever friends I have or whatever friends I can scrape together at that moment. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know how, you know how it is. Friends come and go, but um, you know, it's always been a bonfire since I was like nine years old um, for, so here we go. Just to carry on tradition, we'll have a little, we'll have a little fire. <laughs> Kumbaya. Okay. That's enough of that. Um, but yeah, I, it's definitely uh, also fire in general is just something that's always, always been calming to me as well. Mm -hmm. It's, it's all that it's poetic to me. It's like all that chaos and destruction, but yes. it's also used for life and creation. Exactly. And it's all in this, like literally I can hold it in the palm of my hand, you know, yes. it, it it's um, literally the uh, some people will get this quote. Some people won't the power of the sun in the palm of my hand, literally, literally the power of the sun in my palm, in the palm of my hand. And it's like, it's amazing. It, it, it is very poetic. It's, people used to kind of, kind of make fun of me. Cause I'd be sitting like, you know, like in like, you know, a friend circle or just hanging out or we're smoking or whatever. And I just sit there and I'd have the, lighter and I'd just be like staring at it yeah. or pushing my finger through it and people are like are you okay and I'm like listen guys I'm in my zen place yes I'm I'm I'm, I'm here this I'm is me here. calming down yeah. yeah yeah exactly exactly yeah um I like that I like that piece I like that piece I'm gonna I'm gonna probably go back and listen to that one um when I when I need a when I need a breath <laughs> I need a breath. I'm going to go back and listen to all of this, all of this. You guys, you guys are great tonight. Uh, let's, let's hear what other people have to say about, uh, what, what is, what was it called again? The arsonist. The arsonist. Oh, oh my God. Um, uh, I have a meme stuck in my head right now because of that poem. And you know which one. Um, Dylan, <laughs> yes, of, of course. Are you um Dylan Lola or are you Doc Ock in Spider-Man 2? You got the fucking quote, dude. <laughs> you got the quote, man. The power of the sun, the palm of my hand. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, anybody else? Uh, I really <clears throat> I really like that one, especially like the metaphor of like burning bridges. But in the moment, it feels so good because you've come to associate fire with like love, and yet afterwards, it's kind of this huge. Uh oh, oh no! I the only person that I've kind of hurt here is me. The only thing that's really yes. burned is me. I really like that. I, it's short, but it gets that across perfectly. Thank you. The the thing about one thing I want to say is the thing about complete and utter destruction is it leaves a lot of room for growth. Like oh, like all these all these all these buildings are burnt down now, but now we have a lot of room to build some new shit. 
mm-hmm. you know, and maybe build some stuff that wasn't there before that that should have been there, but we didn't have room for it. And and you you can apply that same thing to your own life and you know friends or 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 just things you have going on in your life that maybe you know you burn bridges, you 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 destroy old things, but you build new things. And that's what's, great. that's what's great about it's kind of like I um one of my favorite uh, animals, and sadly it doesn't exist that we know of. Um, it's a phoenix. Um, and I just because it's just so poetic to me, like the the idea of dying and then being reborn, like just bursting into flames and being reborn from the ashes. Um, I, I love that kind of um, symbology. So. Yeah, that's definitely one of my favorite ones that you've done. And I keep saying that to everybody, but it really is. You guys are all, like, they're all my favorites. I need to get them all on, a, like, a playlist or something. <laughs> oh, all right. Does anybody well, have any- well, well, you hold um, the source where you could um, cut our videos together and make it into a lovely playlist without yeah. the talking in between. <laughs> that would be super cool. That would be super cool. A lot of work, a lot of work, but it would be super cool. <laughs> well, you got to get your manager getting to work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get, get this kid over here. All right, guys. I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna do one more for you, and uh, and then we'll get out of here. This is one that I wrote. Um, there was actually a writing prompt in middle school, um, and it was to read this poem um, and sort of write your own version of it in that author's style. And the, and the poem I believe was called "My Father's Voice," and it was about how um, when they were out past dark or whatever, um, and things would get scary, their father's voice calling them home after that last streetlight comes on was something, uh, it's, it's, it's scary. Cause you're like, Oh shit, I got to get home before old man, old man wax me. But it's also like, he's, he's there. He cares about me. He knows. So it's kind of that, um, comforting feeling of just that I was trying to capture that comforting feeling of just like the the, the memories and the nostalgia um, and sort of what he was saying in that poem is that um, when he hears his father's voice now, or he's walking down a dark street at night now, um, those things give him comfort. But that, that's the soul I was trying to capture in this poem. Um, and it's called crickets. Um, and it is also dedicated to my mom. So crickets, the rhythmic numbing, Chirping blends so well with the silence of a summer night. You can hardly tell it is even there unless you stop to listen for it. Living in the countryside my whole life, I have come to accept the sound of crickets as a fact of life. As sure as the sun will rise, as sure as the stars will shine, as sure as the moon will wax and wane, the bugs will chirp. As I walk under the moon now, the crickets remind me of a time of ignorance and bliss. A time when I was too innocent to realize the chaos of the world or anticipate the challenges I would one day face. I remember nighttime walks with my mom on long, dark, windy back roads and forest trails like they were just yesterday. The smell of trees, the feel of the soft summer wind on my face, and of course the sound of crickets as my mom paced beside me like a guardian angel, her hand on my back, as if just to let me know that she is there to reassure and guide me through the darkness and that I am safe out here in the deep, dark woods. At a young age, uh, I was too young, at, at that age, I was too young 
yet to know that there were real that that there really were things in the dark that might take a bite out of you if you weren't careful. In times when the way to oh my bad guys, I missed a page. I was too young yet to know my mom uh, what my mom really went through to keep me safe. I was too young to know that those walks wouldn't last forever. I was too young to know that my mom was only human. I was too young to know that one day I'd have to walk through the darkness alone. Somehow, though, even then, I knew that the, second, the sound of the crickets would always be there in the air if I knew how to listen for them. There are so many questions in life. What will happen today? What will happen tomorrow? Will I still be friends with the same people I'm friends with now in 20 years? Will I even have any friends in 20 years? Will I ever really make anything of myself or I will just or will I just stay stuck in the same loop? When will my loved ones pass away? When will I? Contemplating these questions can drive one insane. In times when the weight of them presses down on me and threatens to crush my hope for the future, I watch the sun rise in the east and set in the west. I watch the moon wax and wane. I watch the constellations appear each night, one right after the other. I listen to the sound of a thousand chirping musicians serenading the trees with their a midnight lullaby. And sometimes when I close my eyes and listen real close, I can still hear my guardian angel whispering to me, telling me I am safe and guiding me through the darkness. <clears throat> what do you think of that one, guys? Yeah, <clears throat> Give me a second. I had to take the mask off for that one. <laughs> um, does anybody have any comments or questions? Um, that was just beautiful. Mm -hmm. Because this really impacted me because I lost my mom in 2012 to breast cancer. And this just, you got me in tears. Yeah, I, uh, the last few lines were a little hard, but, you know, I, get, I got through it. And I, uh, this is one that I, I don't think I've shared before. Um, I, don't, I don't know if I've shared this anywhere before besides with, like, family and close friends. But um, I wanted to do it on my birthday. I felt like it was appropriate for my birthday. And, and I felt like the, my mom would want to hear it on my birthday. So, yeah. Uh, anybody else have anything they want to say? I mean, I'm kind of speechless. I, I teared up. I mean, um, I, I I can't imagine. Um, and it, it, I feel like it's a beautiful tribute to both you growing up and also to your mother. I feel like it's a very beautiful tribute to both of those things. Well, I appreciate the, your uh, your compliments, and I. She she actually did I, I have I have since edited it because like I said I, I um wrote that in middle school. She passed away um shortly before my twentieth birthday. Um but um actually two weeks ago to this date. Uh or no to, I mean two like it was this date two weeks ago on my on my twentieth. But um anyway, um yeah, no, I just I just felt like 
it was it was just a good it was just a good tribute to to do on my birthday and it's something that i i did save it till last because i'm i'm known for doing that kind of pulling those tear jerkers out at the end um it's also you know easier for me to you know bring in the emotion that i need to bring in and then and and whatnot but uh thank you guys for your support i i really appreciate it and thank you all for coming on um and anything anybody wants to say before we get out of here to if you had if you had the attention of the world, five minutes, you wanted to say something, what would you say? Happy birthday, Dylan. <laughs> yeah, happy birthday, Dylan. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Yes, um, because um, you, this was our virtual bonfire for your 22nd birthday. You, you don't need to have the physical one you got your virtual in your hands mr Ogop Ock. put them up yeah hell yeah hell yeah i don't have a letter it's all right i'm sorry um i have a lighter somewhere but it's one of those electric flames not like <laughs> it's all right we, we had a good bonfire this was honestly the best birthday party ever thank you guys so much for coming out that was, this was awesome no problem. And best show, best show ever by far. This was we, awesome. We are glad to always be here for you. Uh, Hell yeah, man. No, I'm glad you got me out here. It was great tonight. Everybody, Hell yeah. Everybody did fantastic. Thank you guys for coming out. I'll catch you guys again. I'm going uh, to close this out and end the show. All right. All right, guys. That was fantastic so much talent tonight like i said best fucking show i've ever fucking done one of the best birthdays i've ever had like it's just awesome man and we made it all to all the way till midnight even though we lost some artists we kept going it, it was just sick um my i'm a badass poet i just wanted to show that off because i saw it in the camera real quick i got the new sweatshirt today badass poet for my birthday uh, all right guys so before we get out of here one more time, uh, make sure you guys go check out every one of their um, social medias. We had Skedaddle up here. We had Uno up here. We had Robin up here for a brief time. Um, we had uh, my brother up here, Shadow, Brendan Lawler. We had Beelzebub up here, Laurel Lynn, um, August. And um, make sure you guys go check out all of their social medias, all of their websites. Go check out Beelzebub's books. Uh, do all that shit, man. And as always, um, there's always someone to talk to. If, even if you don't think there is, there's always someone to talk to. Call me. I'll talk to you. And also, if you want to get on the show, message me at Dylan Lawler on Facebook or email me at lostboy420 at gmail.com. Um, and that's it, guys. Have a good night. Thanks for coming out.